0: Hello, everybody. This is another episode of Pass This Prime Podcast, or should I say, a special edition. Because two of our regulars, Zach and Mike, are going to talk Star Wars. Now, Star Wars was released May 25th, 1977. And, of course, now, May 4th has become May the 4th Be With You. So, without further ado, I turn the mic over to both of you guys. All right. Well, um... I'm really happy that, you know, we're,
1: we're taking over this sports podcast and doing a, a, a Star Wars chat today, but um, it's not like it's something that hasn't been talked about a lot, <laughs> Star Wars, oh. but I, yeah, I think... Yeah, this
2: little indie franchise, Star Wars, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know if many of our listeners have heard of it, um, but there's so much to talk about, and we... We're not on the record talking about it, so it's. I think it's a good time to get all of our thoughts out there. It's probably long overdue,
0: I think, that we yeah. haven't uh, done a special Star Wars edition. I think people were clamoring
2: for this, uh, this one. Well, it's definitely interesting because we have like three generations of different you know, friends here right. who watched right. at different points, got into it at different times, you know, so it's definitely interesting with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and well, Dad, would you
0: consider yourself a Star Wars fan? I like Star Wars. I'm not as deep into it as you guys were, but well, that the, the like I said, the movie came out 1977 a month before I graduated from high school, so it was the thing you had to do. You had to see Star Wars because everybody was talking about it. It was so different the way it was done, and I found out when I was doing a little, just a little bit, the, the amount, uh, the budget for that movie. Do you know what the budget was for making Star Wars? Okay, I talked to Mikey about it, and he was a little low. That was on was way his off. Number. But how much do you think the budget, the original budget, was for the movie? I'm gonna say twenty million. It was eleven million dollars to make Star Wars. Wow. Okay. I, now that's just going by what I saw, and I, I'm gonna go with what I saw on online. Eleven million dollars. Now that bring that to today's movies. That would be this would be a hundred and fifty, two hundred million dollar movie to make. Now, don't oh. so you think if you were making Star Wars, let's say you were making Star Wars right now in in 2021 with the budget would be incredible for this the special effects the way they can do it and the whole bit 11 million dollars is what they pay one actor well yes yeah and I think and we can
1: get into that but all of that is what makes Star Wars kind of great is the fact that I do think that sometimes limitations on an artist makes for better art um, and and if you really look at the original Star Wars trilogy George Lucas is like the luckiest man in the world because uh, you know it was it was a small budget. I mean, it was an okay budget, but a small budget for the time. They filmed it in England and Tunisia. <laughs> you know, you, you're, there's no big actors really in it. I think Harrison Ford was in um, American Graffiti, right? Right. Mark Hamill was kind of nobody, and you had you know Carrie Fisher, who you know was um, Debbie Reynolds' d- daughter. Daughter. She was known, but she wasn't, you know, a a big actress. And also Carrie Fisher, we can thank for some of the best lines in Star Wars because she was doing rewrites on the fly on the set because she's just... Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah.
2: There's some pictures pictures online, like the original scripts, and, like, she just straight up crossed out a few lines and was like, like, George, are you kidding me? Like, with what they say. Yeah, like her, Harrison Ford even, Mark Hamill even, they put in, like, some input on the first. I mean uh han solo's character was originally gonna kind of look something like how jabba the Hutt ended up looking like luke skywalker was gonna be luke's Starkiller. it was maybe gonna be a female character at first really there's a lot of different things chewbacca was gonna be this weird green lizard alien mm-hmm. which is kind of what they made bosk into later on as like a, a homage to it you know but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of the original Star Wars could be attributed to Carrie Fisher's amazing writing. Probably the biggest actor, then maybe was Alec Guinness. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Of course.
0: Yeah. How could I? No, that's, I'm just that, saying. Yeah. But he, I, because I, I believe he was the only actor nominated in that. He was nominated for best supporting actor in the, in in Star Wars. Yes. You know if I'm not. And he
1: hated the movie. He, really? He he didn't understand it. Didn't like it. And there's some conversation that he might have been. Like, okay to work with, but not... He was prickly about it. I but, read, like,
2: later on, he found an appreciation for the movie, but while filming, he was like, what am I doing on this set, you know? Like, yeah. Which I feel like a lot of actors are asking themselves, because it was a first of its kind like it started you know the whole it's funny star wars started the whole Battlestar galactica star trek you know all these different other star you know franchises but it did it kind of it was the jumping off point for all this different sci-fi
1: yeah well i mean it it you know it was equal parts a throwback to the serials of the 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 20s and 30s that um uh, you know, Lucas and Spielberg grew up with. And then a complete new thing, and then also tied to the the fantasy side of things, you know, the the, the hero's journey. Um, and I think that that lightning in a bottle kind of made it great. And Star Wars is, and we'll get into it, for a lot of people, a lot of different things. For me, Star Wars is the best when it feels like World War II in space. That's what I like the most. Um... Just, you know, quickly, getting back to the budget and why I think Lucas is uh, pretty lucky. Not only did they have Carrie Fisher, but he had his wife, Marsha Lucas, who edited the hell out of the first Star Wars. Then you have John Williams coming in, and and the, the original trailer for Star Wars didn't have the John Williams music. And if you watch that, the movie doesn't hold up the the movie scores the score, needs, the score well, it won set well one best
0: it. score
1: yes in the it academy awards yeah <laughs> and it, and it it deserves i mean john williams basically if you ever have music in your head like thinking about hyping yourself up it's probably a john williams song i mean jaws indiana jones star wars harry potter i mean there's so many things he did the olympic fanfare the olympic song that's john williams so he's got that then you've got the the art of Ralph McQuarrie who took some of those out there George Lucas ideas and grounded them, drew them, and made them something cool and then a really small budget, you know, they just went to the Imperial War Museum in England and said like, listen, we need a whole bunch of your it was after World War II there was a bunch of just German machine guns lying around because they demilitarized them, they put like a piece of pipe over it, there you go that's your, that's your blaster, that's your thing, so it looked lived in It looked used, it looked real, and that that hadn't been seen. So it it just, everything about the original was kind of groundbreaking and old school all at the same time. So when's the last time
2: you saw Star Wars? Like, when's the last... Like, the the original... The original movie. uh, For me, it was uh, about four months ago. I showed it at work in
1: program two days ago. Two days ago. Two days
0: ago. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Now, when you watch it now, seeing all the movies that have been made, the special effects, the way like well, the Iron Man movies, all the DC comics, the Marvel comics, does this still hold up, or is it just, or do you look at it? Well, at the time, it was great, but now it's you would think it's like like an antique, or it still would hold up if it.
1: For me, it's it's if anything, it's just better. It's, it even gets... It gets better. I mean, like, okay, you, when you're older, you can see some of the right the, the flaws. Right, you're going to pick up certain and, and, you know, you also have to remember with Star Wars is it is entertainment for, at its heart, children. And right. and a bunch of people have taken it deathly serious and turned it into a borderline religion. But in, in watching it now, the only thing... I mean, George Lucas got overly involved in the re-editing of his films. Uh It's funny that this episode's called The Special Edition. Right. In 1997, George Lucas released The Special Edition of the original trilogy, and he basically discovered computer graphics, and he's just shoveling stuff in on the screen that maybe didn't need to be there. I mean, at most, you could take a couple of the black lines around the models so you can tell they're not in a green screen, but... Beyond that, I think the movie just. So, who wrote? Uh, the first three. The first six are written by George Lucas. Okay. But
2: he also had a writing partner, right? Who did Empire
1: and Return? Yes. Kasdan wrote a lot. Of, uh, Jake No, Lawrence Kasdan. Jake Kasdan's his son. Lawrence Kasdan wrote. And Lawrence Kasdan's really a good writer. You know, and then um, Lucas only directed the first. First Star Wars in the first trilogy, so he directed Star Wars or Star Wars: A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Then you have Irving Kirshner who comes in and directs Empire Strikes Back, and that's the movie
0: everyone. I mean, it's pretty much universally said now, the best. Can of them. I can I ask one one question? About Please, this. was this movie like I, I heard? I don't know if this is Hollywood legend, whatever. Was this movie Star Wars based on the movie The Searchers with John Wayne, Natalie Wood? Was that something that I've always heard? Like you watched the searchers there was a cer like they're searching for uh Natalie Wood in this did he was that I always heard that I, I was never sure if that was true or somebody just said well if you've seen that movie it's like a Star Wars thing for people trying to compare it to or something was, was that ever true or did he ever talk about that George Lucas or oh, it something I might have read or
1: heard no there's absolute truth to that there's a couple of movies that he based it on but you really have to kind of think to you're selling the movie so right. you have to give people right. a this is kind of what the movie's like. Okay. But George Lucas was inspired by westerns, samurai movies, and World War II movies. And okay. at its best, Star Wars is all that combined. Okay. So there's The Searchers, which is heavily, heavily influenced by. Okay. And there's another, it's a Japanese movie uh, called The Hidden Fortress, which is, uh, that's a Kurosawa movie. Well, well of course, yeah. Yeah and and so that's really like the the searchers is more of the looking for princess leia side of things than right the capture thing right. hidden fortress is the death star the you know all the best stuff and then if you watch the end of the movie like the really cool attack on the death star they're almost pulling shot for shot at times from a movie called the dam busters which is about the dam busters raid during world war ii when the the british bombers attacked the the german dams so you have like all of that swirling around and all of that like you kinda, you know, got you
0: mixed your chocolate and your peanut butter and you made a
1: Reese's peanut butter cup,
0: you know? Maybe throwing you off, but it was he a history major, Lucas, that he got or he was just somebody that was involved in movies and figured, Hey, wow, I can use my World War II knowledge or was he a history buff or just He was he was a big film guy. big big
1: film guy uh his dad owned like a hardware store a relatively successful hardware store in in california so it was definitely the the movies but i mean you know george lucas is older than you but you can definitely speak to like the the post like your dad was in world war ii right so i think that it was like in the collective unconsciousness of everybody not like but like every movie that
0: you went to see was either a world war ii movie a cowboy movie the cowboys were the heroes back uh back then before we started going into space it was John Wayne was your Luke Skywalker or whatever right. you want to you know I mean, he was the guy. You watched Westerns and Westerns were always the big big thing. When you'd go like I said, you'd go to the movies, it was a Western on T V it was all Westerns at one point. You know, you had a ton of them. So all right, I just I didn't know I don't know a ton about his if he no, like no. I said, it was a history guy or what or just Well, I'm happy to share.
1: So ask him. Don't any,
2: let me any, don't let me bother you, go you're, ahead. you're not at all. No, I so, thought, like, that's, it was a good question, but it's also, that's interesting why, like, like you were touching on how we all got into it at different times and different, uh, you know, generations of it, and how, like, I definitely think, to answer, like, your question earlier, I think that the movies definitely still hold up, but I almost, I'm not somebody who's, like, a cinephile in the sense of, I'll watch all these old movies and fall in love with them, or I have, like, the need to watch this type of movie, that type of movie, but, like, there's some, like, sense of, like, that I get watching Star Wars. When you see the original shot of Luke Skywalker looking at the twin suns and Tatooine, the music starts going, and then just some of these, like the original in Empire, when he's just, you know, when you originally, that was like the original spoiler for movies was, you know, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, that being his father. And, and then how when they even originally shot it, the the actor said, like, oh, I killed your father. So then nobody even on set or crew knew the, origi- like the true truth that was that he is actually his father. Mark Hamill has told in stories how he is one of, like, three people who knew before the movie came out. And
1: that is the most misquoted line in pop culture history. Oh, yes. Darth Vader never says, Luke, I am your father. He says, no, I sure. am your father. Yeah.
2: Really? Like the yeah. whole search your feelings, you know it's true, that
0: yeah. type thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. So no matter, basically, how much special effects this movie has or whatever, or any good movie, it still has to have a story. You can't make a good movie and just throw everything on the wall and say, look, we got these lightsabers we've got these ships coming in it has to have a basic story to keep you and this story like you're saying and you said has held up over 40 something
2: years now the originals definitely and kind of what you're almost describing to without trying to are the prequels where you kind of put the story to the background because the prequels are based on the clone wars which was name dropped in the very first star wars movie Alec Guinness' Obi-Wan character says like, uh, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. Then so you go back you have that kind of lore built up there you have this long standing fans now because they didn't release until 99 was the first prequel and that was where people went from loving George Lucas to then disloving him for his story was on the background to just he had found out about green screen and CGI and that is where a lot of the problems fall in the prequels that it's universally like they never left the studios it it the whole thing with kind of anakin being like a child in the first one making like he should have almost been obi-wan's age to start it out it was always an odd thing but right
1: and in the going back to the originals too george lucas had people to answer to he would get notes people would tell him things George Lucas from '77, you know, you got Star Wars coming out. He's an untested guy. Star right. Wars becomes the hugest thing. You know, he's got Empire Strikes Back. He takes a step back. He's not directing. He's writing. He's producing. He's doing all that. So you have those those two movies. They come out: uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So then he's established. He's huge. He makes Indiana Jones. You know, he's well. He doesn't he doesn't direct it. He writes it. Right. He's very popular. And slowly the cult of George Lucas starts to get formed. And people are like, you know, he goes from kind of as, as the internet rises to, like there was this great period of time when I first saw Star Wars, it was in 1990. Uh-huh. It was on HBO and I saw Empire Strikes Back before I saw and it. And it, you know, you're five, you don't really know anything. Just spaceships, snow, there's a big Walker thing and they take it down, that was awesome. I remember that, that blew up my brain. And right. mom just said, oh, that's Star Wars. Right. And then for, then two years later, it comes out on tape. We get the tapes. I watch them until they, they break. Right. But, but in that period, it's just like, okay, this is... Star Wars is great, and, and my generation was getting into it. But George Lucas was becoming this almost godlike figure. And I think in some ways, he kind of bought into his own hype. And then if you watch them making the, the prequels, there's no one standing up to George Lucas. There's no one saying, hey, George, maybe... Maybe we need a line here. There's no Carrie Fisher writing some Well, good isn't stuff. that a
0: Hollywood thing though? If you make if you're gonna make money for the studios, they're gonna let you go. If Star Wars was a bomb, it would have ruined his obviously were his career might have not taken off. But Star Wars hit, so wow, we made this for eleven million, we made hundreds of millions of dollars on this movie. We wanna keep George Lucas happy so he makes more, so you're gonna give the guy more power. He had. All of the power. All of the power himself, because he took, yeah. you know, his power that he had from making this great movie that everybody wanted to see, and, and and let's be honest with you, in 77, that's all anybody talked about. I mean, for it was so different than anything you'd seen before, and you had to see it. Like I said, right. I was in high school, and that's all people talked about. Did you see Star? Wars? Well, yeah, of course. Or even if you didn't say, yeah, of course, I did, because you didn't want to be, like, not in a cool
1: group or whatever, yeah, but you and, had to and, see it. And, well, I mean, that in its own right is fine, is that the cool group was seeing Star Wars, which didn't really happen prior to that. Like, if you
0: were really into Buck Rogers, you weren't talking about it with people. Right, but that's an event, though. Yeah. That was an event, because everybody was seeing it. You know, the parents were taking the littler kids even before, you know what I mean, that may have been into Star Trek. You Mm -hmm. know, like, oh, wow, okay, I'm going to go check this out. So, you know, everybody was seeing it. It was huge. It made... I'm sure it made tons and tons of money because that's how George Lucas becomes George
2: Lucas. But he was also smart in that he was, there was one of the first movies that it was marketed heavy. And he said, he went to the studio and said, I want 100% of the merchandising. And no movie to that point was really selling toys and being on commercials and not buying. He said, I want 100% of the merchandising. And they said, okay, sure. Because, like, who would have thought? And then that is where George Lucas became smart in that. Star Wars is marketed towards kids because, and I feel like even what, Zach, you were going on before about how you were watching on HBO, I feel like that's almost a good segue to how we got into Star Wars. Like, me even, I was definitely a product of the marketing in the sense of a a new, not a new, a Phantom Menace had just released, like, you know, uh, that was the most recent Star Wars film out there. I had seen it on TV I wasn't I was only two when it released so I, I saw it on TV. then mom actually took us to the library on Main Street and I would rent out all of these Star Wars books not knowing much about Star Wars, only seeing the first movie but like they were colorful there were spaceships there was these aliens it was awesome. I was loving it and then, that I'm like you know I'm a product of okay they marketed it really well to just a child in that sense but then I remember seeing uh it was the ending of Return of the Jedi was on TV it was on cable TV and Darth Vader I remember seeing him there without his mask on and then it like cut to commercial and said like we'll be right back with Star Wars and I went to Zach and I said wait i there's more star wars it was like an embarrassing moment as a kid i was like there's more star wars than a phantom menace like well, and then you turned it off the tv and yeah, you're okay. like you're not no you're not there yet oh, you sh- and then that started my i had to watch a new hope you know empire then return because i was like i go to you and i'm just like wait there there's another film in star wars that's not out in the theaters right now and that that blew my you know well, mind that's when you have to
1: do your big brother, big brother duty. <laughs> there are certain
2: things
0: you got to step in. There, there's I mean, you know, certain you things you got. Uh, yeah. can't let
1: that go. You had come to it early because you're basically steeped in it. Yeah. Because I mean, everything I had was that. But then, you know, when you were about five or six, I think it was, then we really started to. Uh, just for the listeners, there's eleven years between me and Michael. So. Yeah.
2: So it was definitely I had that advantage in the sense of like once. I got into it. I was able to just go. And I remember you were my encyclopedia for everything Star Wars. Because, again, it was like we had the internet. But, like, you know, the internet was still coming up. I'm not trying to say in the early 2000s the internet was still relatively new. But for our house, we just had the one desktop computers in our basement. I was still five or six. I wasn't going on by myself. So any question Star Wars I was asking you. And I even remember I didn't see. But by the time Attack of the Clones came out, I was like, fully head over, you know, heels for Star Wars, I would watch anything, and I remember my favorite character was Kid Fisto, Yep, I, I loved him, I don't know why, he was a green alien with dreads, and he was, like, an aquatic, whatever, he had these big bug eyes, and I thought he was the best character ever, and then in Clone Wars, is really, like, kind of, you see him more screen time, but I remember just asking you, when you saw the Clone Wars in theaters, I was like, just tell me, does Kid Fisto die? because I couldn't deal <laughs> with it. And then I asked you the same thing when you saw Re- uh, was Revenge of the Sith of and the, then yeah. you had to sit me down and be like, yes. Yeah, in yeah. this sense, I was like, please, I know it's considered a spoiler or whatever, but like, I, I need to mentally know that before I go into this movie if this happens. And I just, anything though, like I was playing the Lego Star Wars video games and I yes, was like, Did- were. I was playing those all the time, but then he would even go to you he was like, would that ship really look like that? Did Qui-Gon do all this stuff? In the?" I was just like, Uh, that was just how I got into it. By the time I was, you know, five or six at that, it was already in every game, every comic, every book, every toy. It was just Star Wars was everywhere. Because now, too, the rebranding, the prequels are coming out. That was the biggest thing, at least in my childhood, that I can remember. I I distinctly remember going over to friends' houses and just watching the battle scenes in Attack of the Clones on DVD. Just the Geonosis battle, all that stuff, just watching it, and then be like, all right, it was like 20, 30 minutes, and I'm like, all right, stop the movie, almost just, you know, go outside and reenact it.
1: And me, 11 years older than you, was doing the exact same thing. (laughs) The exact, much to, I'm sure, mom and dad's, uh, concern yeah, I know when your
0: Christmas list is a lightsaber you know you've got issues but my 30th birthday was my 30th birthday, my 30th birthday. <laughs> right, what you want is what you want you know? right. you're right to it it's Christmas now Star Wars then it was so Star Wars it goes
1: Star Wars or Star Wars a new Hope 77 right. yeah
2: because it got rebranded in 81
1: as a new hope as a new hope right because in 80. Empire, strikes, Empire back comes, strikes Back comes out. And then it's Return of the Jedi. Then Return of the Jedi. So that's the first three. So that it ends in 83. Then there's like n- nothing. Nothing. Until the 20th anniversary in 19... 19- well, there's the release of them on tape, and and those become right, big. Course, the the, the right, tape right. release was big for me. The tape release, I think, was in 95. Uh, but then in 97, that's when like... The 20th. The 20th anniversary. Uh, I remember uh, Nan and Aunt Sharon were obsessed with QVC. Uh-huh. <laughs> So QVC would do these crazy Star Wars specials, and Nanny and Ann Sharon, being the best, would call me up and be like, What do you want? What do you, what do you want from there? I got the Fisher 20th Anniversary Space Pen, I got all this. So it was like, just, it was... Do you still have that? Thing? I still have all of that. I have, I have every single one of my Star Wars Insider magazines, when they came out, and the heroes and villains set that Nan and Ann Sharon got me a one year subscription to it. I oh, still have all of those in the original thing it would come in. I, I I just I still I still have that. I it it's like double underlined in my brain. Like Star Wars is I
0: don't you can't escape it. Out of the three that you mentioned, mm-hmm. is Star Wars the the best of them, or then it got to be Return of the Jedi and The Empire Strikes Back? I did. They get better. Did they stay the same? Was it obviously they had to get a little bit better because they made three. But I mean, with Star Wars, the gold standard, or like sometimes well, having more character development or things like that. So oh, we can do this with this character, or we can now. It which a couple of years later. We can try these special effects. But Star Wars, if if you're going to have one of the three, what would you pick? Which one would you take? Okay, well to make a uh, uh,
1: comparison for you, Dad. When Star Wars comes out, it's The Godfather, right? Okay. When Empire Strikes Back... And this is often compared. Right. Okay. It's it's The Godfather too. It's the most successful sequel. And many people... I mean, pretty much the common thing is that Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie ever yeah, made.
2: That's like in Star Wars fandom universally accepted. Empire is the best. is 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 the best one.
1: Empire is really good because Empire is dark. And as a kid... It's funny because you rewatch them now. It's like as a kid, I, I liked Empire for just the beginning. It's a snow battle. It looks like, you know, the Battle of the Bulge happening right. and everything. Uh, you got the bad guys. The bad guys are showing up. They get their butt kicked in the first movie. They come back. And it's like, you know, the rebels look like gnats up against these guys. Right. Our heroes are losing. It's dark. You have a really a better thought out romance going on too between mm-hmm. Han Solo and Leia. It's really, really good. But as a kid, all I remembered was that battle, that first battle, and how cool the bad guys looked, and how cool the
2: like everything just looked. cool. And not to jump on your point too, but what I do remember distinctly about Empire was that it, it, Star Wars, always still felt like a campy kids movie. Some points, you know, especially even the first one. But then when Empire, it ends on like a note where like the bad guys are winning. Like it ends on a bad note, you know, like Luke's. Finds out his father's the you know Darth Vader. He loses his hand. the The rebellion's basically stomped out everywhere. They the, the whole movie they spend losing. Han Solo gets captured. I just remember not being able as a kid to wrap my brain around that that was like the end of the movie, and I was like, and it didn't all tie in together with a nice little happy ending. And, it was like crazy to me to see as a little kid. And I
1: can't put myself in in the the shoes of a person who really like let's say was the us in 1980 that loved it. You had to wait three years to see what happened after that, and there really hadn't been a movie saga like this where it's like we're gonna leave you on a massive cliffhanger, and right. and and it's very bold to be in your you know kids movie whatever the heroes are now losing, they're scattered to the wind, they're all losing, and the the, the empire struck back and it's winning, so that was bold. I mean for me all I had to do was put the tape in or wait for HBO to show Return of the Jedi. So you
0: would say that's an all-time movie scene then? Like, you, you're going to put it up against, like, you've struggled with the Battle of Bulge or, think, like, when you saw the, that, that movie or, or The Longest Day, rally, you know, like... Yeah, that's Battle of, of, of Bulge thing. is a terrible movie. Right. So, but in Star Wars, is there one, like, wow, that, that grabbed me or that's... That's what yeah. I remember from the movie is there. Because you said it could be a little campy at times or they yeah. tried to appeal to... Five years old and then 50 years old, whatever they can get. Is there one that you both have for that movie that, like, oh, oh my God. Oh, let's not go first. I I have
1: one scene, and it's funny because it is the scene no one will ever say. But, like, there was a before. I'll always go back to the Battle of Hoth because that's the first thing I remember in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. That's the Snow Planet battle. First thing I remember. Loved it. But everyone's going to say something like that. The scene that made me be like, I want to know everything about this universe is this really almost kind of boring scene where the, the guys that I liked... The great thing about Star Wars is the side characters, in your mind, can be the most... Like, Michael's favorite character, Kit Fisto, is on screen, I think, a total of seven minutes. Yeah, in all, th- all
2: movies combined. In all movies. Like, like, really? Yeah. yeah. I, just, I saw this character, like Zach saying, I, I created what he did in my mind and ran with it. And that is what Star Wars is at its best.
1: And that's why the, the, the other three movies for me, the, the prequels and the sequels, they try and fill in what your brain does, okay. and it, 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 it can't equal it. it can't, for right. me, it can't equal it. So anyway, the scene that I love is not an action sequence. It was just a scene It was like, I want to be... These guys. its The bad guys are in a conference room. It's basically like a staff meeting. Uh, (laughs) A big board meeting. It's a big board meeting of all the big bads. And it's all these great British character
0: actors. So they're... They're just one big... Group, or are these like a group? Like, is it like the five families meeting, or or is it uh, just one head of, and these are it's all, all the my... parts of the Empire? It, it, it's right?
1: basically like the, the, they've built the Death Star, the new battle station. Right. So, okay. all like basically the respective department heads oh, okay. that are coming in with their, okay. So, there's an Admiral, Admiral Mahdi, and General Tagi are arguing with each other. You never hear their names in the movie. That's just me dunking on knowing their names. They're arguing with each other about... They're basically giving away the plot of the movie. It's like, there's weaknesses in this Death Star. We're trusting it too much. We're trusting technology too much. And the more arrogant one basically shoots down the idea that we're trusting technology too much. And then he insults Darth Vader, who Darth Vader comes in and, you know, basically he starts talking about the Force. And this guy basically says that you're—it's a religion. Like who? Like you're—it's magic. Who cares? You're done. shut up. So he starts choking him with his mind, and <laughs> he, he does the, the right. neck the neck choke, and he gets choked. And then Grand Moff Tarkin tells Darth Vader to stop. So in that scene, I, I just thought there's there's this hierarchy, which I like. There's all these people, and then they they contradict themselves about the the war versus magic and all that scene and there's still order i don't know i loved it i wanted to be at that table i needed that costume of i course. wanted yeah i wanted to be I one of one, those one thing guys, i always
2: remember you telling me about that scene too was because at the grandma of target tells like vader like stop it and he does and it was almost like okay so this dude's like a magical wizard and, like, he's still taking orders from this guy. So, like, you know this guy, Graham off target sitting there, is, is someone to be, tru- like, you know, somebody to re- be respected and revered. And I remember that, too, you telling me, at least. Yeah. Was, like, just an interesting, because it's, like, Darth Vader could, it, who could rival him for power? But, like, he listened to that guy, and it was, like, that was an important, like, moment. Exactly. And I think in a stupider movie,
1: Darth Vader would be the head of all of the, the bad guys. But the thing is, the head of the, the, the bad guys is actually much colder, much smarter. In, in that movie, you see that thing. More calculating. A, more like, calculating. He's, I mean, again, he's playing a villain, but he's right. definitely... He's a person who believes everything he's doing is right. And he's establishing right, order. Right. And he's, he's just a guy doing his job. Which I think is ultimately more scary than a guy in a mask who can't be controlled to do... right. Like Darth Vader would be terrible to work for and yeah. is kind of a single-minded idiot at times and he most of the the reason why the empire falls is it's it's Darth Vader's fault so or or, or thank god that it, it does happen mm-hmm. to the empire but that, yeah that's i I thought that was so cool and I never wanted to be Darth Vader I never really liked Darth Vader that much but I wanted to be Grand Moff Tarkin I, I wanted the you guy that tells Vader what to do. Yeah, he's the guy <laughs> who tells Vader what to do. He's the guy who could see all the moves. So nobody
0: wanted to be like Han Solo. <laughs>
1: I knew I wasn't cool enough to be Han Solo for the good guys. Yeah. I was all in on this and I still am all in on this character, Wedge Antilles. Yeah. He's the coolest character in Star Wars. Again, he's in it for about 15 minutes across now four movies. He's yes. in four of them. But he came back in the sequel trilogy. He's the only character that's in uh, every single one of the original three movies. And this is, again, the magic of Star Wars. He's a guy who's literally standing in the background in one room. He's got one line, two lines in, in A New Hope in, in, in the first Star Wars. He's got two lines in Empire Strikes Back, and they bring him back in the third one. He's Ewan McGregor's uncle in real life.
0: Really?
2: He's Ewan yes. McGregor's uncle in real
1: life. Uh, he's a, he was a Scottish. So he was
2: in all three. He's in all three of them, and and then he comes back for like a little cameo in episode nine of the newest trilogy.
1: Dennis Lawson plays Wedge Antilles, and I, like, he got like really kind of, he did the thing like I hate Star Wars, I hate that I was in it, and then when they're making the new ones, he wanted to come back. They were gonna. He wanted as much money as right. like. Harrison Ford was gay, (laughs) and for as much as I'm talking about how much I love him, I know that Mikey also loves him, Uh, nerds know that Dennis Lawson played Wedge Antilles, he's this pilot, but it kind of became big in in people talking about it, but he's he's just a step above an extra. Wow. But
2: but he wears a green
1: helmet and he's he, holding
2: out for money or he, he was
1: holding out for like Mark he, Hamill money.
2: He wanted like also a like if he wasn't gonna get that money, he wanted like a, a plot line to go through the sequels of like him being like a major character too in the sense of like if you're not even gonna have I would have been fine with that. I would have <laughs> I mean given especially what we got, if we start going on the sequel trilogy, I know that we could get a daddy that that could go on for hours. But like given what we got, I would love that. But like if you're gonna go in demanding to be like, I need more plot lines than Luke Skywalker coming back, they're gonna tell you no. Like, you know, right off the bat. But what I he was an amazing character. He is like, cause like how you were, your question before about like the scenes that really got us. I remember right. that like when they're going away from the death star the first time and it blows up and all that. And you see this unbeatable thing like beaten. I remember as a kid, like that's awesome. But even as I was rewatching the movies, not like now at like 24, but even when I was rewatching the originals when I was a kid, some of the scenes that again, to Zach's point, it wasn't always like Luke versus Darth Vader or like you know all those big scenes. Some of the scenes that really got me was when in Empire Strikes Back cuz Empire could be a really boring movie too for the center of the movie. It could be really it's, uh, it it drags on for a while. It's kind of amazing like
1: if you watch the originals like the the pacing like I hear a lot of people who just start with the Star Wars now they're like it's boring. But there's so much table setting happening. Like, uh-huh. like and, and they really let characters breathe and I think this is why there is such an obsession about these people because Han Solo isn't a two-dimensional character. I mean like he's not like super duper deep, but like you you can find little things about him that you love and they it's also the strength of the acting too. Oh, you had yeah. really good actors in those movies.
2: But some of the middle parts of Empire when it's Yoda talking to like his luke d- goes out to find this character yoda because he needs to have more training as a yeah. jedi because he finds out like you know in the first movie about the force and the jedi and all that in their coat but there's these little moments with yoda when he's describing the force about how it binds and you know is the galaxy and how everybody has parts of the force in them and how it's in every living being thing and there's this one scene where luke crashes his x-wing into the water, and he tries to lift it up with the force, and he says, I I can't do it. And he sees, like, and then Yoda lifts up a rock with his mind, and he's like, see, I could do it, it's easy. But he's like... There's a difference between a ship and a rock, and he's like, "No, there's no difference. The only difference is in your mind." And as a kid, for some reason, that really stuck with me as a line. That was a great line to me, and it really—it was just like a bigger thing of like, "Over, you can overcome anything if you just don't. It's not as big as you're making in your mind." So then Yoda, as like a power move, he lifts up the X-wing out of the water and then drops it right back in because he's like, "You're gonna have to do that, but." There's no difference. It's only how you perceive it. And I just like, even as a kid, I was like, "Wow!" Like the Force. Like as you touched on earlier, Zach. Like in Australia, the the Force like is a real recognized religion yeah. in the real world. Which that goes on how crazy Star Wars has infected the you know lives of everybody. But it's also like I can almost see like it's a mantra you can get behind. Where people I feel like who do yoga and you are meditating, like you could use the Force in some of their teachings as like just a way to. Just clear mind yeah right? like you can you
1: can talk about a lot of things like you know that i'm a big believer in there's no real high or low art everything is what you you make it and you can't say what means something to somebody doesn't mean what it means I, I think you know like there's moments in sports that will stick with you forever that 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 have an imprint in your life and even if you didn't do it it matters it, it means something and I found a lot of those things in, in Star Wars. And, and, you know, just that scene, you know, Yoda says there is no
0: try, there's only do. Yeah. And that's that's a big, big thing. That kind of goes to when you're saying he was influenced by Japanese or Asian films, where it's kind of like a uh, martial arts, you have to believe that you can overcome anything, or what, they can contort themselves or do these you know, how how the, yeah. martial artists will get into certain things and they can stay a certain way or hold the, their hands out forever, you know, because, but if they believe they can do it. So, this is maybe part of what Absolutely. you were saying with Lucas, he that was an influence that he wanted to put into. The Jedi
2: it. at their coolest is just like a group of like samurai almost. When you think about okay, it, like yeah, instead right, of like a right. katana, they have like a laser sword and they have like, you know, but it's like it, when you think of the Jedi at their best, they're just these group of like protectors who have these powers but they also have these limits they put on themselves for the safety of everybody that they you know that they know and they they, you know there's some reasons in the prequels they expand on how you know the Jedi aren't always right and how they shouldn't have gotten to this or that but it's like when they are at their best and at their like they're like almost a good they're a samurai with a good code
1: yeah and, and the, the cool thing about the original trilogy which they, they 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 kind of mess up in the other movies I mean in, in the, the prequels there was a lot of mistakes made and there's been some people who've worked to fix that and definitely make it more interesting but really the, the best thing is it's like the collective unconsciousness we're all connected which is a beautiful idea we're all connected there's a lot of that almost like a native american belief that everything basically casts off a soul and energy and all that kind of stuff and we're connected to it and the jedi are just really in tune with that so they are basically like they're warrior monks they're you know knights samurais but like only in the in the original trilogy it's like only the romanticized version of that. They don't
0: use it like they're not just doing superpower things. They use all the their time. power for good rather than evil. They use the That's power, it, for good it, re- but you have to push them to get to that. They're they're gonna yes. bend as much as they can. Like okay, you did this, but I want to warn you if you continue. Right. I can get really angry here, but I'm gonna try to hold my tone. They don't just. Act, well, and then there's a reaction from that. Yeah. They're going to wait a little bit. They're going to try to deal mentally with you or try to talk with you rather than say, oh, you did that? Well, now you're, I'm going to unleash this. They're more like, okay, they're more grounded in their their, their way.
1: Absolutely. And, and it's really funny that you mentioned that because... For me, like I, I, never wanted to be the jet. Like I said, I always like the military characters more, right. like the fighter pilots or the army officers, all that kind of stuff. Because of their uniform. Because <laughs> basically, <laughs> I mean, it's another I mean, uniform. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't, that'll yeah. be a whole
0: other show. You don't like and, the robes. You know, <laughs> no. Right no.
1: Exactly. And I like people just doing their jobs. Like the reason why I like Wedge and a lot of the officers is they're just guys showing up doing their jobs. Right. But, but the the funny thing is is, so much of the especially Empire Strikes Back talks about this is how. Being bad's kind of easy and submitting to anger is easy, like kind of blowing up. Like that's a much easier emotion than like patience and forgiveness. And that's one thing that like I've tried to, strangely enough, apply it to my life a lot of times. Like they talk about like, you know, it is really, really easy. Like, like you can become super powerful and bad. Super quick in in Star Wars. And in real life too. It's a lot easier to cut the line to do the wrong thing. And you get results pretty quick sometimes yelling at somebody. Right. But the 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 teachings of the Jedi in my own life have kind of helped me like just stop and breathe. And you know, it's it may sound funny, but it is true that it's like, you know, you got you gotta be aware of people around you.
0: Well, in a way, it sounds funny, but that's how movies can influence you though. If a movie is good and you're 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 listening to the dialogue, you're listening, you're, you're getting into the characters. You say, you know, it, it makes sense that you know you could try to be good as good as you can. Pushed, you're gonna obviously have to fight back at a certain time, but you don't want to blow your cool. Like, yeah, something goes wrong, you don't want to be panicking or f- so. I could see where you're you know it's what yeah you're saying because that's what makes the movie good though. Way it does have a script that's not. You know, it's not totally crazy. You fight us, we fight you, and there's no. There has to be some good, or the movie would just be, you know, two hours of. Well, what are these guys just fighting? I mean, they're both bad, you know. So you need the good and the evil. So, I, yeah, it's not that crazy.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's just that that really does mean a lot to me, and I think that patience is a is a virtue that we don't use enough of anymore, and that was. T- taught to me, not exclusively by Star Wars, but definitely, reinf- like if your favorite thing is telling you, hey... I like to do- think we had something to do. Yeah, right, <laughs> well, yes, yeah. You, you, but... Uh, you guys you know. definitely did, but, you know, like, if your favorite thing is reinforcing that, you know, like, sometimes you're going to be tempted by the bad thing, and the bad thing is attractive, and the bad thing mm-hmm. is you know it, it's very easy to get Plus what the easier it's
2: the easier yeah. route cause even in the, in the movies you see it all the times in, in any of the, the prequel the sequel or the original trilogy there's always like uh, a character who's talking about like the dark side is the easier path it's the way that you know you can be cause there's like certain to go into like the lore of Star Wars just for like a second there's like certain you can like shoot electricity out of your hands you know you can just like use your rage and just do whatever you want and like your rage gives you power and that's all the that teaching of that but it's like Like, you know, that's why it's nice when you do have, like, these the Jedi and you always see skills where it's, like, it it is easy to feed into the anger. It is easy to do that way, but that's... We don't do these things because it's easy. We do it because it's, like, the right thing to do. Like, they're fighting a war in... They're Star Wars. Most of these movies involve around a war. The Jedi being super all-powerful beings could probably just, you know, force-crush anybody who said anything against them. But that's not... That's not, like, what it is about. That's why some of the problems with the sequel trilogy, almost to me, it's, like, just these characters have, like, superhuman ability. Like, the Force, in general, is a superpower. I get it. But anybody being able to do anything at any time almost, like, kind of undermines the fact of, like, you need to, like, set your life to this discipline and this to achieve these powers that you have and to be deserving of these powers that you have because if you are somebody on the dark side who's evil and doing all these all-powerful things and you know there's always going to be somebody strong enough to stand up to you to take you down because they know it's right so you can whatever evil rises they'll always be a good rival because there always has to be somebody to like yeah put you down and like it,
0: good triumphs over evil
2: y- yes basically yeah it
0: may take time yes because you're being good and, okay, you're being more patient.
2: Yep. But at the end of the day, don't, you know, underestimate good either. That's why the Empire, like, you know, Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader, the Empire rises, evil has its day in the life for years and years and years, but it always gets stopped because at the end of the day, there's always going to be, whatever evil that rises. there's always going to be a good to match it and put it back in its place, which is always like a, the struggle of good versus evil in Star Wars.
1: Right. And it's while it may, you know, again, it, again, there are movies for, for kids and you can watch them shallowly and, and enjoy them. And there's totally that a lot of times. And I mean, as a kid, you don't even realize what you're picking up. But like the, the idea that, you know, again, Empire Strikes Back, that second movie, the good guys essentially lose. They're not winning. And it teaches you that, like, you make some, some forward progress in your life, something's going to hit. So, it's right. not always going to be. And it's in those moments that you kind of find yourself. You just get and you see what you're you're about. Well, you were saying
0: that he he was also uh, Lucas was into World War II movies and, and and all that. It's kind of like then like the rise of Hitler. It, could you could you draw that analogy or is that going too far? Was no, no, know, no. Did, With
2: like how Darth we, Vader and Hitler are very
0: comparable. I feel like how the like power and 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 being able to take over things and okay, we'll, we'll let him have this. We'll let him have that, and then all of a sudden. Now, wait a minute. It,
1: it's really funny you should say that because, yes, the um, the prequels definitely plays a lot with like the rise of you know Nazi Germany in some ways. And in some ways, I mean, the prequels are not super well written, but some of the stuff that he puts out there is really interesting to see the parallels, and, and, I, and I like that part a lot. But um, Return of the Jedi gets a lot of flack from people. Sometimes it's the third in the original trilogy right. because they have these little teddy bear creatures, Ewoks, Um, help take down the empire in the end like they're they're instrumental in it and lucas was really inspired by vietnam and he believed that the, the big bad guy the emperor was that was nixon in his mind okay and the in some ways not the not totally an allegory about the u.s being bad but the empire is all technology they go into this place they're a big military established force they're on a jungle planet and they get beaten by a band of rebels. Okay. And these teddy bear creatures very much our situation in Vietnam. And a lot of times when, uh, you know, like the, the fall of Rome or stuff like that when a big industrialized power goes into a place and somehow tips and gets beaten by the the idea. So I, I mean, he was pulling from a lot of places, but Nixon in and, and Vietnam was a big thing for him. And then if you look at There's definitely World War II. Uh, Chancellor Palpatine becomes the Emperor is definitely modeled after Hitler and Nixon. That kind
0: of just Mussolini. Those yeah, right. Okay.
1: Power, uh, corruption, and paranoia. Because the whole thing about the bad guys in Star Wars, like the Sith, which is the other side of the Jedi, is they're all paranoid. You can't trust the other person
0: because most times the way you ascend is by killing the person. Because they're so worried about keeping their power. Exactly. Like even the Roman Empire, they didn't trust... They would take anybody out. Oh, they'll take out their children. It didn't matter. You're you're trying to take my spot. How can you trust anybody? Because you did it yourself to get there. So basically he's just using history to make these movies and yep. but no. there's never a peaceful transition of power no. let's say no, no, there's no not, never. not when you're dealing with just one that's in power exactly how do you take that one person out the only way you can take that person out is to kill them <laughs> to because kill they're not you're not going to wait for them to die you don't want to you're too impatient you have that you want what they have mm-hmm. basically so exactly. if you want what they have but you don't want to wait 30 40 years to get that power they're going to live that long I want to take you out now and run it my way or, you know, whatever I want to do, you're going to stop me from it. So next man in line, next woman up, next man up, I'm taking over. So very interesting. I mean, I didn't really ever delve into this much Star Wars. I mean, I have to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I, when I saw Star Wars and I don't want to upset you. You're not upsetting me. Trust me. (laughs) Mid-high school with your buddies. You go in to watch the movie, you have a little herbal medicine before you go in, and you're just Wait, sitting what? there. You know, <laughs> I don't want to, like, shatter your dreams, but, you know, but you put you, your soda, not... you got your popcorn, and then the, the writing starts, and you're just... The so, crawl. The yeah, crawl, I should growl. say, right. I, the crawl comes, and you're like, "Woo!" You know, and you're seeing this, and then things are going off. So, visually, I'm like, wow, this is... Well, you know, it's not... World War II movie, or it's not a Western, or it's not, you know. Um, you know, I'm not wa- seeing Annie Hall here, I'm watching this. Is yeah, some serious stuff going on here, but I'm watching it just as whoa, a lot of light, a yeah. lot of things going on. The plot part of it, I didn't get like, you know, I mean, you're not like, well, I was it? like, you guys remember the lines and you know the lines. I'm like, nothing. Registered me in that movie the first time I saw it, rather than whoa. Well, the,
2: uh, that really like just was something that I hadn't seen before. I, so that's what it kind of t- that is definitely part of Star Wars in the sense of it was something that nobody's ever right. Did. The lasers with the Death Star with the it Death being in Star space. whatever it
0: had grabbed you and like when I walked out I was like whoa visually. Well, but I didn't get deep into like knowing what I was supposed to be getting out of it the first time or even the second time I saw it. You know like. Well, you know what, too? In in the first one, not that there
1: wasn't anything you're supposed to get out of it. There was no chance. No one thought that was going to be a trilogy at first. I mean, Lucas thought that. Until it became big. So the movie, from the first time I saw the first movie, the movie is like three beats for me. It's the opening, so you have the crawl, and then everything you need to know about the universe is set up in in one shot. There's a little, little tiny ship. Good guys are on that. Bad guys are in a big, big big ship. Big ship. They suck them up, they take them in. You get all these guys waiting and scared. Darth Vader comes in, kills everybody. That's the first scene I remember, like, oh my god, right. awesome. Ooh. Bad guys from wedding. And oh wow, those bad guys look cool.
3: Like, yeah, but they have great <laughs> uniforms. I gotta, yeah, I was like,
1: oh, great uniforms. Um, and then basically it goes to Han Solo in the cantina killing a guy. Killing the guy, shooting first. I thought that was awesome. And then you're on the Death Star, and the everything from the Death Star to, and I still love these scenes, briefing scenes where they're talking about a bunch of military people saying, this is what we have to do. And then that attack, that battle at the end, nothing like So that's like visually, that's all I got for years and years Doesn't and years and years. It. And I mean, I would rewind just to those parts. But, right. you know, if you're going to, I'm. I'm just going to say it. Star Wars for a lot of people now is basically like a religion or like a political party. And people, you got your zealots and your nuts. Which I mean, for as much as we're talking about this, I'd like to think that we're grounded. Right. But right. then there's the people who are like, even deep. though you're in a Darth Vader costume, I mean, even though you're doing that, it, I if you, should, if you know. listen to me at all, you'd know this is an Imperial <laughs> officer uniform. Right. 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 I don't like Darth Vader. Right. Well, <laughs> he he kills Captain Nita. Uh, But anyway, um, what's true and very cool about the original Star Wars is a lot of times now, like, there'll be, like, cringy moments in movies where they'll have, like, a woman do something. And it'll almost be like, wow, look at she did that thing. But if you go and you watch the original Star Wars, Princess Leia really, she's got a plan for everything. She goes, she's leading the Rebellion. She's basically the person leading... She's the one getting the military together. She's the one that's not afraid. She's never afraid of Darth Vader. She's never afraid of Grand Moff Tarkin. She she, she was a badass. She's a badass. And she goes from Princess Leia to a friggin' general by the end of that. And I don't think people had a character... Women especially had a character like that on screen. And, And it was done without it ever being like... You're a lady general. It's just like, you're a general. You're a general. It, and respect you,
2: and that's it. You, and that's she, how you should do it. It and should yeah, be that way. It should commanded, be that way now. Whatever. She commanded respect the first time you see her when Luke. I mean, not like even like the whole time when she's standing up to Darth Vader. He just kills 50 people, and she's like, whatever. Like I'm not afraid of you. And then even when Luke comes and saves her you know like saves quote unquote saves her and then she takes his gun and gets them out of there and you know she like it's whole they would not get off and all of them no. have said that they would have not made it off of the death star in the start of the movie if it wasn't for princess leia and it's just but again it's like you, the star wars to me has always been about like badass women have been in it but it's never felt like it's
1: your mind knows what's Real and what's fake? Because because you right.
0: when the fantasy part of it, wh- which you're into, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, now you're putting me back into I, I'm I'm out of the movie and I'm, I'm you're making a statement. And I mean, to a studio note, yeah.
1: right? And, and I, I'm not saying that movies can't make statements and movies can't have no, things, but I no. think that a movie made a much. Bolder but it's when statement. they force
0: a statement. Yeah, is what I don't need, especially if I don't think that there's like a woman can't. I don't care if it's a woman general or man general. You got to get me out of this battle. That's all I care about. I don't care about if it's a woman, if it's a man, if it's a gay man, a gay woman. Do you know what you're doing? Because I'm going into the battle. Then lead me in there. It doesn't have to be like you're saying forced to make it like, hey, look at us. Yeah. We got all women in this scene, and look what they can do.
1: I I, I think it's ultimately more demeaning where it's like right. It's like, like, like wow, like women a, can't
0: do this. Yeah, yes, yeah. you yeah, can. There's, you can do anything you want to do.
1: And and not a single. And the really cool thing too in in the originals again is you have you know like. You have all these guys playing like established military officers, and not one person says, "Oh, the the, the princess is giving us orders." They just all yeah, right. salute. You take follow it. it. You take
0: it. You do it. And if the order is good, I'll you know yeah. if, if plan works out. She's great. But if I get killed in it, I wasn't so hot about that plan you just gave me. <laughs> you yeah, know, you know
1: what I mean. But so, it's, it's never it's never once. It, not, and that's just also just because Carrie Fisher is friggin' amazing. Carrie Fisher yeah. is, is she's she, she, she is great. She, she is great. I would follow Carrie, just Carrie Fisher into yeah, battle.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do have a little, like, not to take away from this, but I do have a Star Wars ad. kind of a... Uh, I was at a Peter Frampton concert, August 22nd, 1977. It a Monday night. I go to the concert. Now, Peter Frampton was huge. And you love Peter Frampton. Frampton comes a lot. Everything. Everybody loved Peter Frampton. Also, in an episode so, of Baba Black Sheep. So, I'm watching, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there. It was with a buddy of mine. We're watching that concert. He was late, so I'm watching the concert. And the concert begins, and things are going on. And he was, it was like two concerts in one. The first half of the concert was all love songs because the girls were, he was yeah. heartthrob. Heartthrob. Take a break. They come back, and he's rocking. He's playing all his hits, and he's covering. So, you feel? Everything. He goes, I have two special guests that are coming out. And everybody's like, who the hell is it going to come out? Like, are they going to have, you know, is Clapton coming? Who's going to play, I'm thinking, who's going to play guitar with him? Like, stage left, R2-D2 comes out. <laughs> stage right, C3PO comes out. And the place erupted. Holy. He stops the concert and goes, you know, he's playing it, he goes, boom, and he goes, "I, you guys are great, we love you, and I've got two, you know, two special guests that are coming out. And everybody's like, yeah, who's it? Go-? You know, everybody's thinking, yeah, this is going to be so great. And you're like, yeah, yeah, this is great. Like I said, <laughs> they come out and, you know, C3PO's got the hand and everybody's, like, woo screaming for him. R2D2's going left and right and right and left. And he's going, and then he starts talking to uh, R2D2. Like, and you're just getting the thing back from yeah. him. Everybody's having anything, people are going crazy. I mean, the music was jamming. He stops the. He, finishes the song, I can't remember which song it was, but it was like, you know, one of his B's. And we're like, what the, hell?" people are standing, and so he goes, yeah, I want you guys just to relax for a minute, be calm, but I've got two special guests, and when they came out, it was the craziest thing and in the, the world. The and movie had only been out
2: for like three months yeah, right. at that point, came so, out and so And then here I
0: am in August, I'm sitting in there, seeing this concert, I go, who the hell oh is he going to bring out? And they come at Madison Square Garden, Totally sold out, standing... I mean, there were people standing in the aisles. It was more than 18,000 in Madison Square Garden at night because you and wanted to see And your friend fantasy. showed up late. And he got there late. And the crazy thing, the, the, the funny thing is, I'll tell you this again. I had a little herbal... No! Remedy by myself, right? So, <laughs> instead of... They tell me to go right. And I think... I go, okay. I go left. So, what I did was... Instead of going to my seats into the garden, I walked out of Madison Square Garden. So there I am with my ticket ripped in half, and I'm going, "How am I going to get back in the Madison Square Garden? I just went through the wrong door, left, right. I couldn't. there was a little. These must little, have been really good jazz cigarettes. A little confusing for me. So the, this police officer comes by, and I'm, I'm not kidding, and he goes. What, what, you know, I'm, I'm like looking like, I'm like, look like this, like I'm first time in New York City. And he goes, what what happened? I go, I went through the wrong door and my tick. He goes, I don't, I don't know this man's name. I don't know anything about it. He goes, Hey, let this guy back in. And I was, like, so grateful, because I would have been standing outside. You would have missed R2-D2. I would have missed R2-D2, not to mention Peter Frampton. <laughs> yeah. so I,
1: not I, to I, mention Anthony Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> a, <laughs> right. I really so, like, hope it was them. I, as, yeah, like,
2: they
0: did. he didn't take the...
1: Well, well, the thing is, in 1977, it wasn't like there was a whole bunch of... We have a whole bunch of R2-D2s. Around yeah, and that probably, it, it but that's probably how big was really then. that's how
0: big Peter Frampton was. But yeah, I mean that thing huge. came and like tell you it flew like like, like it meh, it rammed across the stage went left went right it was turned there I was a man in that
2: could you, you know, <laughs> could you imagine if you were like you know the actor who played R two D two and Peter Frampton's like I'm gonna get you to a concert but you have to do something for me <laughs> yeah, when right. I when I talk to you just go beep boop beep, you don't know, yeah, respond to so me weird. like this. you enjoy, the, the only thing I remember say,
0: you enjoy the show and then he turns his head like, because he's looking at him, and then he turns to the crowd and goes, and everybody's like, yeah, he's talking to me, he loves his head. But that's my Peter friend, like six degrees of separation. You have
1: sat on that story. You have known how I have been about this for 35 years, and you're revealing this on
0: a podcast. On a podcast. right? There are certain things you want to keep until...
1: Yeah, you don't
0: want to just throw this out there. The the fact that you used herbal remedies from yes, I I was that was was shocking. You gotta be kidding me! That was the crazy thing because you're sitting there, he's jamming, you're like into the show, you're like, and then he's saying when he says I'm going to bring out two special guests, you're like, oh my god, who could this be? This guy was the biggest. Yeah, now this guy was huge. huge. Exactly, he was no no BS. This guy was big time. And you're sitting there going, well, who the hell could this be? You know, you're thinking, "My, I go, what do you think? You know, because you start thinking all these things. The too. Stones are coming. Yeah. And somebody's coming. The Beatles are getting back. Because you're thinking this is how big he is. And when they <laughs> two came out, <laughs> this place, you would have thought it was the Beatles reunited. Because as loud as it was when he was playing, everybody erupted, stood wow. up. Because he goes, I want everybody <laughs> to sit down after the song. He goes, everybody sit. And everybody, you know, because you're up rocking to, yeah. you yeah. know. So he goes, everybody sit. I want you guys to take a break. Just everybody calm down. And he goes, and then all of a sudden, stage left, stage right, and the place like erupt And he starts like you know playing, just playing them on a little bit, and then he starts. Everybody sits down and he starts talking. We're like, "Oh my god, it was crazy!" But that is my. I would
2: just love the one person in Madison Square Garden who was like disappointed. These- she was like so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like I thought the stones were oh, coming man. out, right, and right, right. Like, and this fucking droids come out. Like it's not
1: grandma talking? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that- right, I- right. I don't, right. I don't yeah. think you were at
2: the <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were dressed in your in your imperial outfit. I,
0: I want to just. So well, uh, I was pretty close to I, wow, I had dad. pretty decent seats so I got to see them pretty close up. It you have you
1: have been closer to a an original Star Wars character than than I have. Yeah. And you know I, I want to say to your credit dad when I was growing up and obsessed with it. Not that it was hard for you and mom, but it was like it's it's different and it was I, you, we all know I can kind of obsess about things. Right. You guys would uh, you'd, you'd break my stones a little bit about it but right, I but right. still I got everything i I wanted from it or could have ever wanted from it between you guys and and Nana and Sharon and again you, you made fun of me a little bit well, but I think you, that's, got it. you got that's, it. Yeah, it's important. You gotta be
0: Darth Vader a little bit, then you gotta be Han Solo too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You gotta know your bounds. Exactly, exactly. You know, and can't let certain things go. No, we are all good at busting stones in this family. Oh yeah, pretty good at that. And and I,
1: I greatly appreciate it too because I think that if I wasn't given that with a number of things in my life, I think if I wasn't raised the way I was by you guys, I would be incredibly uptight and probably not that great of a person. I'm definitely more open to other things and. accepting of
0: things because of you guys probably the, the one of the funniest things though was when i think it was you and I, I don't think i don't know if mikey was there at but it was the synchronized lightsaber oh, no, michael fight. was there oh you were michael there too, was the only outside. person who was of the appropriate age to <laughs> doing to, that i was there was a synchronized lightsaber fight because i i am going out I, i'm looking out our back window on i'm and i go to uh and your and mother I, and yeah. go, could you come out here to just come out here just for a second? She goes, What? Were they like starting a little fire outside? I go, No. <laughs> take take a look outside. They're synchronized lightsaber fighting outside. And are you were uh, how old at this point? It,
1: it, okay, it's it's I understand every bit of fear that you and mom had. It's, well, I am We, I we am were a... more
0: like laughing at it, like there's Yes.
1: Yeah, that's there's my son. Like, but it's it's two thousand five. So okay. I am I am uh out of high school. <laughs> yes, you I am, are. I'm currently attending Duchess Community College. The okay. Revenge of the Sith came out. Uh, the last of the... I'm thinking it's the last Star Wars movie in right. theater. You right. know Because I didn't think money. And it was meh. I saw it ten times in theaters because everyone who went, was like, Dissedore, you gotta come, You Zap. thought it might change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I might <laughs> like it by the end right. of it. Right, right. But uh, me and a group of my friends, you know, You're we right. all had some lightsabers. All in their twenties. All, in the, you know, except your brother who, except who is who is okay. So he's if I God, you were nine. Nine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shit. And so Michael was, five. Michael was. Michael was <laughs> nine. And I think Michael was mowing you all down with his. Ma- <laughs> Mike, you know, Michael it was nine. Like
1: I was
2: taking it seriously. And right. Michael was doing me, a good
0: job. Who was twenty?
1: Right. So there's, you know. And we were outside, yes, doing a, uh, well, it wasn't you know synchronized. What? That it was choreographed. Well, we had, I just thought
0: it was we like we were a, we were telling a story uh, through our sword fighting. Well, I, I synchronized great. the fact that and if we were just a little bit <laughs> younger and could have been out there with the YouTube generation, we would have been. You could
1: we have, would have been something instead. Yeah, we were time, letting all right? that content go. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, that there was. I mean, listen, I I can tell you, there's been. a... Some things that could be cringy with it, but,
3: <laughs> yeah, but now it's
1: now the it's weird. the The world's kind of turned, and I mean, anything I'll, goes. Anything goes. It's it's all accepted. I mean, I, I think too. You know, you have to have a certain sense of wit about it because there's too many people who take. Oh yeah. In everything, in every single thing, people can take. You it know too what? Seriously. Like
0: it, don't obsess it. Yeah. Like, don't I, make it your god. Yeah. Right. Now I love thing sports, but I I know there's a point where I'm like. Like, Robert Klein has this this routine where he's a huge Yankee fan. He's a huge Yankee fan, and he's, he w- wins, and when the Yankees win, he's up. When they lose, he's down. So his father walks into his room and goes, uh, what's the matter? He goes, oh, the Yankees play. You know, they lost. And he goes, well, what the Yankees ever do for you, really? Think about it. Just relax. Enjoy. You know, they win, they win, they lose, they lose. That's life. So let it go. So if you like something, you like it, but you can't get to the point where – it overtakes you regardless of what it is because then it it's not, it, you're not you anymore. You're becoming obsessing about a thing right. rather than just cause you can't grow anymore. When that happens, that type of thing happens. Very true. And I think that in
1: star Wars, unfortunately there's been a big group of fans that, I mean, not even just like the racism and sexism they talk about cause there's that, but there is the mine is better than yours. I grew up with the original trilogy. Michael really grew up with the prequels. And for Michael,
2: and I, I yeah, we I have a more love of the prequels. I'm more forgiving on the prequels than, and, yeah, and and not in a bad way. No, Did yeah, you?
1: and me, I taught myself what delusion was because when I first saw the prequels, we waited in line like I you know, we went that was a special right. special day to right. go, to go to that. You know, it's like I'm finally seeing Star Wars in theaters. And I didn't like the movie, but I told myself
2: I'm just too excited. There's no reason <laughs> this movie isn't bad,
1: right? And I watch it. and was like, oh my
2: god. And there's parts that I'm watching the prequels, and I'm just like, we could fast forward, or we, you know, it's cringy. But I'm just right. like, as a like to go back to almost what you were saying, Zach, too. Like uh, with our age difference and me being nine at the time and stuff. I remember that stuff though was so at least cool to me because it was another way that we could bond in a way right. that when I was yeah. so much younger.
1: Well, you know, Michael, not to. I mean, you're sitting right here, so I don't want to get too. You know, but but I but like Is you this were, play next time? This is, this might be, like, <laughs> my, Michael was kind of a gift for, for me. For as much as we joked that I went <laughs> Yeah, there. I know. But yes. like me and yeah. Mikey were so simpatico on so many things. You know and what? Our... Mikey
0: had the best of everything. Because yeah. Yeah. he got sports from like yeah. like he loves sports little... from Steven, he got music from Melissa, he got movies and things from so it's great having
2: that. That's yeah, like you, you kinda of summed it up perfectly. I did I got all my sports Yeah, love And from nobody Steven. was ever like I got all you my music go, from Mike. Melissa. Yeah, yeah, you got it, Mike. Please, I'm older
0: than you, and I want to be bothered from you. But I, I just want to ask you something. When you were talking about the video games and everything else, does and and I, you said that George Lucas took the merchandising from the first one? Does he get still from the video games, or did he sell that off, or is that because he... I'm just curious, like, because so, there's so many things yes. that you can. And the video games have to be. Are the Are you reviews of the video games? Are they good? The Star Wars video games. Star they... Wars
2: video games have a very. There's some that are really good, and there's some that are really bad, and there's no in between. There's yeah, like a know. game that's like a perfect game, and a game that's terrible. And A what? lot more terrible than good. There's yes, very there has few been. good but, Star Wars. And, games and again, it, 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 growing up, growing up with where I was growing up at Nan's house too. We had the Nintendo 64. Just like a little quick snippet, I remember Star Wars before I even seen the movie. There was the Rogue Squadron video game. You play in Nintendo 64. I didn't see these movies. I didn't know what an X-wing was. But I was playing a video game where I'm piloting an X-wing and doing all this stuff, you know. And then and that. Was also luckily one of the most renowned. Still now, I think they're making a movie or a miniseries they're, show. Yeah, they're yeah they're a, making a like rogue a, squadron. Yeah, they're making a rogue squadron movie now of that. And Which so legend till he's better be somewhere. I here. don't think he's. Yeah, I, don't be, think he that no, I don't unfortunately. Unfortunately, so. but I mean, so I had all that even growing up. Like, but I think after he sold Star Wars and whatever 2013 or whatever, I don't know if he still gets merchandising stuff.
1: Yeah. So I and I I'm not sure. But George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney for $4 billion. Right, so no, it's not like... on top of the money he already had from right, Texas. he sold right, it for right. four billion. Which to
2: me was like at first I was like, "That's insane," because I was like, "That's an insane amount of money." But then also, like on one hand of it, that's a crazy amount of money for George Lucas to just get a lump sum of one time. Here's four billion dollars. But on the other side of that too, Disney made almost all of that, if not more, back from just one movie that they released, which is The Force Awakens, and yeah. then. Considering now they've had like three, no, four more movies after that. You know, Force Awakens uh, uh was the Last Jedi, the Last Jedi, and, and the, Rise of Skywalker. And but I mean, also there was the Solo and the Rogue One movies, mm-hmm. and then the Disney Plusing of everything. Of now, the, the May Fourth, the Bad Batch is coming out, which is an animated show. But they also had the animated show Rebels and Clone Wars. Is and that Resistance. on Disney Plus? is yeah. all yeah. on Disney Plus. Uh, so they own all of Star Wars. Uh, Dis- yeah, Disney. Now or that better, they bought. Worse, now that they bought Fox. Now they do actually like own all of the absolute of Star Wars because the original original 1977 movie is still owned by Fox. Twentieth Century Fox. Yes. Right. See now, and and the
1: thing is, Disney and George Lucas are very similar in some ways. Where they've been, Disney has been incredibly hit and miss with their Star Wars. I thought that Disney coming in might have been a good thing. Disney made one of my favorite Star Wars things ever. Which is Rogue One, which yes. is really it's a heist movie and a war movie in space. Great. I love that one. But then it also the the all new tr- the whole sequel trilogy. If you want to talk about past it its prime. Yes, its prime. I've watched the first one, The Force Awakens, in that trilogy, a couple of times. But I I have no it. These are bigger re- actors though now.
0: Bigger actors who, who, who sort we, of.
1: Sort of. And it's not the actors' faults at all. No. I will not say that any like the, the, the
2: acting is great, but they are given nothing. Yeah, I right. do not. They A lot of people nothing. try to like make fun of the character. And Daisy Ridley played ray or even John Boyega. But like you know, he played Finn in the movies. But there, and I remember showing these movies. Like watching, I saw them when they came out in theaters. All three of them midnight release, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and each one we was there. more. Yeah, yeah each yeah. one was more progressively disappointing. But. And that's when I got my, that's just a funny thing, my disappointment, because you had yours with the prequels, and I'm like, you know, the prequels aren't that bad, the prequels are whatever, they're campy, but they're the prequels, yeah. and I love the originals, because the originals to me are like, I, like you were asking earlier, I could still watch A New Hope, and I still like, whew, it's, I it's like, the ur- yeah, like, it's the, like, it's the, I romanticize it's, you know, it. It's a match,
1: you love every part of those, though, But watching the, the sequel all.
2: trilogy come out, that's when I really, really realized, oh, Star Wars can be disappointing.
1: You know it's weird. I think the world changed and this is this might be getting bigger than it needs to be, but the world changed a lot in the past 5 years. Right. And I kind of came into it cuz like, like a lot of it like I would I would totally just shit talk the prequels all the time. And I will still make fun of the prequels and stuff like right. that, but it became like a you're dumb if you like those movies. Right. It became a very like character assassination thing.
0: And because that, you had such a, a you, love for some for, of the, the yeah. ones that were right, and
1: it's like, oh, that's the one you like. Oh, come on, like right. you don't like, like, like I, I would never bully people, but you get like, yeah. okay, if you you're like you're that, though, that. Yeah. you don't like, like, but have not, you
0: tried this yeah, have one? You show, it, yeah, yeah. This is, story, maybe you should rethink it or something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, yeah, but now I think people have become there's a lot of bad going on, but I do think people have learned and they're kind of becoming more accepting of other things and like, hey, one, it's just a series of movies, one, and you like what you like and accepting that and, you know what, maybe just being cool and open to things and maybe... So my scene of old men talking at a table means nothing to a lot of people. Right. But it means something to me. Right. So who am I to you judge what, you want. Yeah,
0: what... Who am I to judge what means something now, to me? Now, I know you guys mentioned your favorite character. Your favorite character was... Well, it, yes. It, it,
2: for the prequel, my favorite character was Kid Fisto, totally for Kit no Fisto. reason. Yes. Okay,
0: and, and Zach, your favorite character? Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That was. Right. Right. Well, I just could, who was yeah. the first guy? You, like the first. You said because I, I have to. I, Do you want? Uh, it was, I just either... want. Just give me the, the whichever because. All right. I, I, where's Antilles? Gotta... Wedge Antilles. Wedge way. Antilles. Because he's ultimately... he's Well, he's a good okay, person. So, you know me. I have to talk a little... And I'm only going to do this for, for this. Not... Because the nope. NFL draft is this weekend. Please. <sighs> okay. So, no. I'm, I'm going to talk about the draft at another time. But this is... You've got the number one pick of all the Star mm-hmm. Wars characters. Now, you're going to... This is... It's a draft situation. It's a draft situation. Okay. I go, Zach, you're on the clock. Cause, only because he's older, Mike. Yeah, that's fine. You're you, This is your team... You're doing the all Star Wars team, first round pick. First round pick, the the top. Who are you go? Oh my with? God, Wedge Antilles all day, all day. And, I'm,
1: and I'll tell you this, Wedge Antilles is in every single major battle of the original trilogy, and and pulls off. He's the only person
0: to survive the Battle of the Death Star.
1: Okay, UK Luke, Han, and Wedge
2: Antilles. So is
0: this like a big like people would be thinking? How could you not pick? Hans
2: or Luke is, is there yeah. ever a player, Princess dad
1: Leia? in in the in the draft? Let's right. say in the draft that is like kind of a he's not a a guy that's out there for the fanfare. There's no medal for this character who deserves a medal. He doesn't get a medal.
0: He doesn't get a medal.
1: He doesn't get a medal. Get a medal. In the end, everyone's dancing around and stuff like that. In the very last one, you know who comes up to him? An Ewok. He dances with the Ewok and he high fives some people. That's all he gets. He's a Right. He's like he's like a Scott Brocious. He's a player who goes out there. Wow, does Scott his, Brocious. He does his out, damn he
0: does job, his
2: job, and he doesn't need the fans. He's a, a lunch pail guy, you'd say. He yeah, just brings his lunch pail he, every day and does what he has. He to. Don't In he hockey, be, he'd be a grinder. He's I mean, a grinder. He'd yeah. almost be equated to like an undrafted guy who comes into the league and is like great because like it's somebody you wouldn't like think you're about. Panarin.
1: Yeah, Panarin. Yeah, he's I'm gonna a great. Make a, yeah. I'm going to make a Panarin. Henrik Lundqvist. Well, Henrik Lundqvist didn't go high in his draft. No, he was the lowest. He was the lowest draft. He was and the- look at what Henrik well, like Lundqvist with, with. did. Also, Henrik Lundqvist, no no cup thus far for him. We all talk about Chewbacca not getting a goddamn medal in, in in Star Wars. But he does have a gold medal, though. He does. He, he does he does have a gold medal. Well, but give him the gold well, medal, but he doesn't have the Later on, Chewbacca ultimate. gets his gold medal, so I But guess. Wedge Antilles does not get his battle of Yavin okay, medal. Like I've always said, he's
0: no Mike Richter. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> now you've got the first pick. He's no Luke Skywalker. Right, he's, See, there so you go. Who do you, wow, who, that was he, awesome. This is, who do, you, who do you got?
2: This is your draft. I feel like it's almost... Because, like, Wedge definitely is an amazing character. He was one of my favorite characters. And, like, I know I mentioned Kid Fisto. I love him. But, again, with the Star Wars thing, like Zack said, you could take a side character and run with it. But if I'm doing the, the, the draft of the... I mean, Princess Leia, you have to, you know, she... She is yeah. like, you know, almost like, in that's like, you'd have to, I would put her, I and mean, the only reason I'm saying her necessarily too, is like, cause I have side characters who I love and admire and mm-hmm. they have, they have their mm-hmm. books and their comics that I read into and think of like, right. what are they, but like, if I'm going like the top tier, like you're putting Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, all those people, like none of it would have happened without Leia. So I have to pick so her. Yeah, no, and, and,
1: and Michael's 100, like, and she should be. She, if you're going through it, the first round draft pick scouting reports, everyone's like, Leia's the best. And, and you know, the, the great thing about Star Wars, again, not Disney inclusion and not right. this fake stuff. Star Wars is amazing because of women. Because of Carrie Fisher and Marsha Lucas saved the first movie. Because that yes. movie would have sucked without her editing. Yeah. She could take what George Lucas filmed... And make it make sense. Because there are some terrible scenes in that
0: movie. Well, you know, it's funny you said that. Because you said you were talking about The Godfather in 1 and 2 and everything. And, and when they talked about... Robert Evans wrote a book. You know, the kids stays in the picture. And he said, The Godfather is a great movie. But it had to be edited to get it to be great. Because there were a ton of scenes that Coppola had shot. And we had to do it this way. And, and you know, it, it took a long time to get it... You know, for maybe not a disjointed movie because the scenes are all good, but we've got to follow them. And you can have great scenes, but if it's not working, if it's not put together, well, everything has to come together for a great, like a great team has to have everything work. And you need everybody. You need the director on the same page as the, the you know the guys that are cutting the film and 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 doing it. And that's what makes this thing that's the Star Wars thing that's going on for what forty something years now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if you if if that first movie, like you said, was bad, if it didn't, you know, wasn't made any kind of sense, just special effects, there wouldn't be the $4 billion that George Lucas got later on from Disney yeah. Oh, yeah. to say, wow, that was great what you did and everything. So you need everything coming together as one. You still needed the actors. You need everything to work. It all has to come together as one or... We wouldn't be doing a podcast about Star Wars here. Let's, I, or, I know, exactly. You know, let's, let's be you, honest. But those two, like, those, what you think are the two, those are your favorites, but yours is like mine the all-time, like, all-time. That's a Mount yes. Rushmore. All right, let me do it this way. <laughs> Give me your Mount Rushmore. It's the top four. four. characters that have to be on Mount Rushmore. Of, of, of. For me or for Star
2: Wars? But, yeah, like, well, if you would do a Mount Rushmore. I feel like it would just be, be Lando, Han, Luke, and Leia. Right. Like, that Those would are... be, Or, or I, I'm sorry, maybe Chewbacca, not Lando. I I always. For me, I I, I, well. do, I I like Lando yeah, more. Than I don't know. Okay. I, feel like I,
3: I
1: think Billy Dee Williams is so goddamn good in yes. Star Wars. He's he so like... good. But
0: I'll take your four.
1: Okay. okay. All right. That's Rather than the yeah, four that's gonna, of That's going to be weird.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. So, so. First we'll do it this way. I let you go for you go first. If your first guy on your Mount Rushmore is or woman on Mount Rushmore is
2: I, I'm gonna keep uh, keep it in the line with. Them. I'm gonna put Leia in my de- in my top four. She'd win the goddamn war without. So yes. would that be your? Uh,
1: you know what? I, I think would Leia be on? I it? think I have to put Leia too. I'd have to I have to be boring and put Leia with. Okay, with, no, you know, I mean you know yes. we're talking match- about. But I feel, feel like that's, that's my be? only. I feel like yeah, yeah that's kind my of. only. Everyone else is gonna be weird okay, except yes. for maybe I'm going back and forth on one. But okay. your first pick was Leia. Uh, okay. Well, the second one's got to be Wedge Antilles. Wedge Antilles. He is <laughs> the the only okay. because as a kid I didn't like the good guys I didn't think the good guys were as cool as the bad guys I thought okay. the bad guys in cool costumes Wedge is just he's and this awesome. is your Mount Rushmore it's this is not my,
0: yeah it's not so, it, so yeah. you're gonna go see it you know Mike Reg, you're
1: your number
2: 2 Kid Festo's is my number two
1: and Star Wars is so cool because I mean you see this with Boba Fett and everything like that the stories you make up in your minds right. about these characters may never equal what you see in the movies right. and sometimes less is more Sometimes. Well, so,
0: you know, it's funny you said that because um, Alfred Hitchcock used to say, if I'm going to sh- sh- do like a murder thing or something, I'm not going to show the actual murder. Like there was one movie he did, and I can't remember the name, where there's like this little girl is killed in the movie. And all you see is this little girl walking in a tunnel, and she's holding a ball. And all you see is the ball bouncing down. You don't see the horrific thing that happened to the girl. You don't know what happened. You don't. But he said your mind... War, can yeah. do worse than what I can do on screen, and that works because so well. You with think about horror movies too, when right. you
2: Don't show the when it's a monster and you don't show it, yeah. right?
0: Like in Jaws, yeah. You know, and that's not a horror movie, no. You, but, yeah, no, no, no All, is, all it, you're doing, was. you're hearing, this, yeah. But you see the girl, it, the, but you don't see the actual. So it's playing on your mind. How horrific is this thing yeah. that's going on here? And Star Wars, which takes, is the first that I had with your mom, was she took me to see Jaws. I was in, I, yeah. yeah, was yeah. picked me up. i bring bringing it like back to
2: Star Wars. I, I, you did say you went to Empire we Strikes Back together. FBI. We
0: did see the movie together, but jo- that, just to get Jaws off a a the beaten track there for a little bit, <laughs> uh, driven by your grandfather, by the way. Really? Because I was only we were only fifteen. Oh my God! So we, but you but but, but I digress. All up. right, so your yeah. number. I'm going to go with you now. I'll just,
1: one thing quickly, I'll just say. Sure, is, I'm sorry. Star Wars has failed when it's tried to fill in those blanks. Where, where it's like, where, a lot of times it's failed. When you try like, to answer every question. When you try to answer every question.
0: something up from
1: you. Yeah, me. yeah. Like, don't. no one wanted to see Solo, and it was obvious. Um, all right, so my third. And this is
0: yours. It's this not, is the.
1: Oh, yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin, played by. He was a hammer actor, so like basically British Green movies. Right. A guy named Peter Cushing. And one of my Oh yeah. one of my favorite lines about Peter Cushing was uh he was talking to um his good friend uh, Alec Guinness. He goes, "I've also been cast in Star Wars." And he goes, "I'm playing Grand Moff Tarkin. I have no idea what the hell that is." <laughs> and he also had um he's got big feet, so he couldn't wear the the would wear riding boots. Uh-huh. But you know, I, I'm a sucker for riding boots, but in all the scenes that you see him from the waist up, he's wearing slippers. Because the riding boots caused him such pain he couldn't stand for a long time. Really? He's wearing slippers. But he did the movie for his grandkids because he wanted to be in a movie that his grandkids would like. And he was actually lovely about Star Wars. Everyone talked about how great he was on the set. And he's playing this big bad and he plays Mm -hmm. a villain so perfectly. I
2: hate to ask, when did he pass away? He passed
1: away in 99? So did they,
0: was was there actually 94? 94. 94. Uh, wow, okay, Right. yeah.
2: Cause so that was, was there a... Because uh, wasn't... I know that, obviously, with the Disney whole de-aging thing, they brought him back in Rogue One, like, his, like, character model's face and somebody else played him. But did they... Was I wrong at Revenge of the Sith, the third prequel movie? Was he at the very end of it when they showed the, the she, Death Star's plans? There is Darth Vader? an
1: actor in makeup. That, so the kids, that's, like, fake pushing Peter Cushing, him? yeah, has very distinct cheekbones... They're very high. Yeah. So they literally put a guy in makeup that has, like, ridiculous
2: But Okay, so bones. they did They did again before their de-aging yeah. thing had... Okay, because I, like... I genuinely thought the dude was, like, younger than he was because I, as a kid, thought that that was him again. Because I'm watching them all in sequence. I'm not thinking about the gaps in well, the years of and, their... you know,
1: and they did that with um, Palpatine. The guy who plays Palpatine, Ian McDermott, you know, like, he's basically from... Empire Strikes Back, I mean, uh, from Return of the Jedi in in 85, he's playing an ancient old man, he's still playing an ancient old man now, but Ian McDermott was only in his, I think, 30s or 40s when he started playing Emperor Palpatine, and he's still playing Emperor Palpatine
2: now. That's crazy. Makeup. All right, now Mikey,
0: you've got number three on your uh, Mount
1: Rushmore.
2: I have to go, because it's my favorite movie, uh, I have to go Jenner, so, and Rogue One has to be my favorite Star Wars movie. What uh, was the name of the character? Jin just- Erso, which is like J-Y-N. Oh, I, I'm spelling it. Jin Erso. Yeah, yeah like where's J-Y-N-E-R-S-O, J-Y-N-E-R-S-O or something E-R-S-O. like that. E-R-S-O, yeah. okay. But she, so- uh, that movie to me, like, uh, that to me is the best. And I would, I wouldn't put, like, <laughs> let me just, like. Jin Erso is a female character? Yes, she's played by Felicity Jones, so you'd know from the uh, second. Oh, I know. Yes.
0: Uh, the third Da Vinci. Oh, I'm co- sorry, it was the third, so not if the if second you're gonna Da Vinci. you get that, Kodu, it's got to be number three. Dad's a real gatekeeper about his Da Vinci Code. Yeah, <laughs> right. What? Those da Vinci, movies. Yes, 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 yes. But no she—I I, could understand that. She's uh, her. And
2: she was Leia, amazing actress in the movie. Everything that they gave her, she was great. She did perfect with the role. But like, I love it because she, again, she—it was just she's somebody in the rebellion. She's not like a big person. She her thing takes place like right before the events of A New Hope. So, like, her character helps basically set up the entire original trilogy. But, you know, like, just going into Rogue One, because I feel like we haven't talked about that a lot in this, is... Definitely by far my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, we and could do I wouldn't an I wouldn't
1: episode on how much we love Rogue
2: One because I wouldn't necessarily like Dad put you guys through. You've already seen the originals. I wouldn't put you through the prequels, and I wouldn't put you through the sequels. But if I were to say, like, do you want to watch like Saving Private Ryan meets Star Wars? Is Rogue One? It yeah, isn't. It okay. isn't an actual. It is like you don't see any Jedi's. Any there's no like people being mystical. You see like how the war affects real people if you were to take this galaxy and you're just a normal regular person in it, it's
1: directed by a guy who he should do a world war ii movie because he he loves it so much and he gets it um but this guy gareth edwards that understands like he grew up with the great escape with Von Ryan's Express, right. Force 10 of the Navarone, the guns of Navarone, and that's what this movie feels like, and that's why it's really Well, good. Alec
0: Guinness was in The Bridge of the River Kwame, yes, which is a great movie. It also. is a great, yeah. It, so it so feels like that that. Yeah, that. that was a great movie. That was a really good movie. What have yes. I done? Oh my God, what have I, I that's done? That's the end when yep. he's, like, he's trying to stop them from, blow, not well, to he, give it away, it's been made a long time spoiler, ago. Spoiler, yeah. But <laughs> he's got the bridge that he's building. They're trying to blow up the bridge, and he's... Literally POWs started. are building it, and it's. it's I, a great, great. It's a great, great, great movie. movie. It's a great movie. It, it really, if you see it, it's a wonderful movie. But so, now we're uh, number. Oh, I cut you off. I apologize. No, no, no. That, that's I'm just Go saying ahead. that. Yeah, I think Dad would like that movie. And I think it's a great.
1: It's, yes. it's if anyone wants to see a Star Wars movie and, and hasn't seen one, I'd say start there. Yeah. honestly,
2: because then you that can the, the the movie ends with how a new hope begins. So if you do like it enough, you could just start right with the originals after that if you want. If you want to just watch it in isolation, it it has a beginning, middle, end. It doesn't leave you with question, you know? it embraces
1: you for, I mean, I hate that people are like, A New Hope is a slow pace. But for movies today, it's definitely a lot slower paced than you see. So it kind of gets you hyped up for everything that's going to come in A New Hope. Um, So this is my number
0: four pick. Number four on your... Mount Rushmore. Ooh, um, okay,
1: I promised weird, and I'm going to keep it weird. You, I'm going to do Admiral Piat. Okay. Admiral Fermius Piet. He is the only Imperial officer character that survives two Star Wars movies. Really? So you see him first in Empire Strikes Back, and they brought him back uh, for Return of the Jedi, Again, a character that's probably got combined five minutes of screen time between two movies. Okay. Uh, he's played brilliantly by an uh, uh, English character actor, and I cannot remember his name. Uh, uh, Kenneth Colley. Kenneth Colley. Kenneth of Colley. And he's, he's actually, Kenneth Colley, thank God, is just recovering from a stroke. And he's a, he's a very sweet man and very good with all the fans. So I, I, I love the actor.
2: And, I, I, and I, lo- I
1: love the character. I love, love, love the character. All right, Mikey,
2: you're. I gotta give. This is gonna be like a deep cut, it's more to the shows. It's, I would have to say, maybe Captain Rex, because I feel like I have to give love to some of the clothes. And even though they all are voiced by the same guy and in the movies played by the same actor, it's just like the way that they can take a concept of a clone and they're all the same and show that is how people who are supposed to be the same could all be different It could have all these different things. But I w- an honorable mention has to be maybe Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. She, oh, yeah. Because she's also in the, in, introduced in the shows. She's like Anakin's apprentice who then she leaves the order right before the events of the third movie. And it, like she's a really good... Good Anakin in the movies is a very dumb, very like whiny character. But if you were to watch the show, like if you were invested in this world and in that, and you see her story of how Anakin takes her on as a Padawan, how he has to train her, how she Uh leaves and gets, you know, like how all that happens, that just to me is some of the best storytelling. When you see like his fall, it's partly because of her, he can't train her now. Oscar Isaac is in. Yes, it, he's in. Uh, he's in the new trilogy, the sequel trilogy. He's in the yes. new sequel
0: trilogy with the the girl that you have on the the, the list. No,
2: well, it, her movie t- came out in between like two of the movies, and it's so they haven't worked together. And,
0: no, because wasn't he a big guy when they got him though to do the Star Wars? This was it, this was a big uh, thing for his I, career. I not his career. He's already been acting, but this was a big thing. But he is he
2: good? Is he? I mean, his yeah. character. Again, his character, he plays Poe. He almost plays, like, comparable to, like, if you liked Wedge in the original trilogies, Poe Dameron is supposed to be that guy now. He's a great... He doesn't have any powers. He doesn't have, like... He has more screen time than a lot of other people. But he's just... He's a great pilot. And that's, like, what Wedge is. He's just a great pilot. And so... Okay. But he... he Again, the sequels never were about the actors being bad. He was great with everything he was given. He actually petitioned a lot to have him and John Boyega, his character of Poe and Finn, have a gay relationship in the sense of if you do watch the movies, like the first the the the, the two of the sequel trilogy Seven and eight. Mm-hmm. you can see how these characters would naturally not like forced to be like naturally could almost be like lovers, but then you know Disney acts that so that's right, not right, good right. but now he he's getting. Not like he wasn't a big actor before, but he's getting a lot of more roles. He's going to be in Marvel. He's going to play Moon Knight. But he's also going to be in a Metal Gear, uh, Gear Solid movie, which Zach mentioned, I think, two podcasts ago. About, right, I thing. he's very right. excited about. And it's
0: Felicity Jones, am I right? Is that yes. her name? I just mentioned Oscar Isaac. He, he is... I, I like the guy. I and love he's, him. he's been and and he's, in the Star Wars, you know, just to throw a guy out there that I'm not totally... Out of the loop with it, but yeah, no. I saw that he was in it. And he's a big time. He's, he's a very good actor. That he's guy. fantastic
1: in it. Like, and everything he was given, he did great with. I just feel like he wasn't given a lot. You know, same for. I mean, Adam Driver takes a character that's kind of nothing and makes him good because he's. Uh, I actually got a lot of respect for Adam Driver in in seeing him in in that role. He did. He did a great. He, great he, job with total. And shit I, by the end.
2: yeah, I didn't like. Kylo Ren's Ben no, Solo character no, at all, not but not any any good part of that act was all Adam Driver because they gave the character nothing.
1: Do you ever find this, Michael, that sometimes if someone says they haven't seen Star Wars, they almost like apologize. You're like, oh, i I haven't I haven't seen Star Wars. I have like met
2: a- like the two kind of fans that the people like you say who are like oh you know I'm so sorry I should watch it or whatever and I'm like like, because I feel like they assume they're immediately going to be attacked for not knowing it yeah Yeah. but then I know there's that subset which I feel like that almost group of people have grown a lot over the years if they don't know it's like oh I'm so sorry because now if Star Wars has become the end all be all you have to watch it but there's also the group of people who like haven't seen it but then they make it like that they're cool because I've oh I have oh I you know I've been I've been too busy to watch Star Wars in the sense and it's never like a Yeah. It's never like a power play type thing, but there's the people who are proud they've never seen it. But just like the people who are proud they're like, oh I don't watch sports or whatever. There's always a people who is like something gets so big that they're the ones who are like, it's cool that I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I will never see it. But no, the the Star Wars is the best when you can watch it together. And I've always at college I spent times watching it with a bunch of people who have never seen it before, just showing it to different people. You, I gain more from watching them than watching them with people who haven't seen it and just like, this is something I love, let me show you and why.
1: You should be able to like what you like. And, uh, I mean, you know, it's... it's. Um, I just think that that's when we'll get to be our best, when you, people just appreciate
0: what you like and, and not not without all the all judgment. You know, it's so weird. I stepped out of the room for a little bit, and mm-hmm. I came, when I came back in... I felt like Michael Corleone when he was going to kill Salazzo and McCluskey. <laughs> I just start sitting down, and I'm waiting to take the gun out. But, you know, like Is this, it okay if we speak Italian? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm going to speak Italian to Mike right now. It's just funny because of the way I sat, and I'm sitting there because I don't want to interrupt your conversation because they were talking at the table, but that's a whole other thing. I'm sorry. We'll have to do a Godfather 1 and 2. I, thing I was that thinking one. that we have to do yeah, that Yeah, get mom in that because we every time we watch that film, it's you, know, you can watch that film 100 times. And And then find a little piece of something that, or one little, you know, part of it that you didn't think about, or...
2: I think I could say that, like, the problem with some movies now, that, uh, and I'm not going to make a whole stand on different movies. I know how they've grown a lot in, like, the years, but I would say when you watch a movie like the first Star Wars, or even, like, The Godfather, movies that take their time... They set the table. There's placing everything in the shot matters. When you almost watch this ninth and final Star Wars, like in the chapters, it is like jump cut to this, jump cut to that, this place, this place, that there's a big explosion here. Okay. Then we cut to another planet. There's a big light show here. It's like, I almost like every scene needs like a big, like epilepsy warning before it was just so they tried to make it so big and bright and loud that they didn't take a second to think that like, if this is really in their minds gonna be the, the final chapter and the episodic, how they call it, like the one through nine, like this. They didn't give you a moment to breathe and like just rest with these characters. And that's why something with, like you said, The Godfather, they, I, I never felt to rewatch the ninth movie or the eighth movie even in this because I felt like I got everything from the movies. But if I rewatch Star Wars today, I'm going to see something I didn't see the first right. time watching right. it. And that's just that just goes to show the cinema like the cinema like and, ability and that they have to yeah,
1: do. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm putting too much into it, but like the stuff that we talked about, you get something more from it. I, I think too the older you get, you you add some things in your life to it and stuff like Well, that. when
0: you're watching a movie when you're 15 or 18 to when you're watching it at 40 or something it's still good you're seeing it too in a different way you're Mm -hmm. more mature in some ways you say oh wow i like that person or i like that or i get the meaning of it more you're not like when you are nine or ten and you're watching the the movies you're going to say oh wow this is great but as you get older it affects you in a different way. You see things different way. Hopefully you do yeah, from, yeah, well, right I from mean, from nine to twenty yeah. or well, something. Some else. people don't. And that, that, no, that, that is true, true too some That's people true don't. That's true too you don't, don't, don't know, you, grow. you don't grow and you don't get it. But you know what's funny, I was I was couldn't remember the actor's name, so I I knew Oscar. I was looking up Oscar Isaac. I couldn't I couldn't remember his name. So I knew he was in the Russell Crowe Robin Hood movie. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, all right?
2: So I was, I, I was trying to think of all the different movies, and he's done more than just that. Can but, I can I? just fun fact? I yeah, saw sure, that movie sure. in theaters in, like, its opening week. I don't, wanna, I don't know why I Robin saw that movie. movie. So- I, the Russell Crowe Robin Hood, the end with the final scenes, like, we declare him an outlaw. Right, like, right. I, I don't know why my kid brain was like, this movie's going to be amazing. But I'm sorry. to No, here. no, but it's funny, because we had talked about the budget for the movie Star
0: Wars was uh 11 million. million mm-hmm. yep. yeah. And I just happened to click on, you know, because I had to put it in the movie that Robin Hood movie. Can you guess what the budget for the Robin Hood movie with Russell Crowe and Kate Blanchett how oh. much the budget for that movie was? I feel like I'm going to
1: overshoot it. Go ahead. I am going to say 120 million.
2: I was I was going to say 93 million. You know what the budget for this movie was? $200 million. Oh, right.
0: For the $200 Robin Hood million dollars for that bomb? Right. And so just think, Star Wars, eleven million dollars. We're talking about it. Yeah, I 40, think Robin Hood's 40,
1: public domain. I don't think you have to pay for the rights for it. I,
0: it's just I guess that maybe it's actors and all the people that were in it or whatever. This but the total, button, but but you just think of a movie oh like God. that with all these things. Yeah, and eleven million dollars, and now George Lucas gets Man. four billion oh, yeah. dollars from Disney That for all it. speaks on the quality. I don't think Ridley Scott's going to get 4 billion dollars cuz he directed it to to you know the, for doing wait, the Ridley Robin. Wait, Ridley Scott Hood. directed that movie? Ridley wait, Scott too? directed the Robin Hood oh my movie. God. Yeah, I yeah. feel
2: like the thing with Ridley Scott is he does a movie and then he goes back to the aliens movies and he goes does a movie right, and then he goes right. back to them like
1: All right, so then now comparing to the so the first Star Wars movie ever made. Yeah. Right. Budget of 11 million dollars. Now, I don't know if you adjust for inflation. How much that'd be? That'd probably be around 50 to mm, $75 million. million dollars.
0: Yeah. I, trust yeah. me, but it, it'd yeah. be a lot more now to make the first Star
2: Wars movie, let's face yeah. it.
0: It would probably be in the $200 million range. Now, who wants to guess how much the budget for the last Star Wars movie was? I'm going like to say the,
2: $400 million. Dollars. For episode 9? Mm. Episode too 9. Too high, 400 Too okay. high. Too high. What, so, like, what, two, $245 million? Too low. Too low? It's $275
1: million. Okay. the last Okay, now it is a you
0: know And
1: the last one is, I think sadly it's probably, of all the Star Wars movies, maybe it's the worst. Yes. I... And the only reason why it's the worst, and I'll come back to you, Michael, no. is because the ones before it, the prequels, they don't mess up any of the stuff that we love. Like Darth Vader's whole redemption arc. He goes from bad to he sees his son. He he does he sacrifices himself for his son. Right. He loves his son. He is redeemed. In this, they mess with all of that. The sacrifice didn't matter. The bad guy that they killed isn't dead for whatever reason. He's back because we've run out of ideas, and and it's it's it, well, it's really past its prime with its storytelling because yeah. it couldn't get past that idea because they. There was no plan for all three of the movies. So you're saying the, really show... the
0: the third movie in this trilogy, in the, trip, in the, the in ninth the... movie overall, of the of is the like show. so nothing that happened in the previous films mattered in this movie. Like they didn't take it, or they just made this was a movie made on its well, like own, but yet it was part of a trilogy. If, if so they anything, didn't follow the. If
1: anything, every single thing in all of the movies mattered for what they showed on screen. Like they were right. doing a little bit of fan service and then uh-huh. a little bit of. What happened was the, the middle movie, the last Jedi of the next trilogy. So it goes Force Awakens, last Jedi, um, Rise, of Rise of Skywalker. The last Jedi. Right. Okay, that's the worst Star Wars movie because that completely derails all the momentum of the, the, seventh, the Force of yeah. the seventh movie. All the momentum, all the fun. Okay, the prequels are bad. But we're getting back on track. And they do a good job, and then there's no plan, and nothing matters. They try and subvert expectations, but you know what? Some expectations don't need to be subverted, especially in Star Wars. And you're left with a shambolic mess. And Disney, instead of saying, okay, we have this mess, we can fix it by doing these things and making it better. Instead, Disney went, okay, we're going to go old ideas, we're going to speed that up. We're going to put a ticking clock element that makes no sense. We're going to bring characters in for two seconds, and it's going to be just boom, 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 boom. Nothing breathed, nothing was good, and it was not a satisfying wrap-up to everything. I I do change my statement. I think that the, uh, the failure of The Last Jedi... It's it's monumental. It, it really screwed up every single
2: thing. So, and there's, and but there's people who love it. And are more
0: coming... Go. Is there anything in the, in the pipe right now? It's coming down the pipe, or, or is there... There's so much in the
2: pipe. There's a lot, but not, a lot like... Are talking big, big screen, or we're just talking... Yes, but not necessarily, like, saga-type sti- yeah. things. Like, they're going to do more side and spin-off things. Uh, not... I, as I... Like an episode 10, basically. They're not doing that. Yeah, like the yes.
1: S- Star Wars is so split right now where it's like the movies ended so terribly and with such a bad taste in the mouth that it's like, it's awful. But then you got Disney Plus and they did The Mandalorian, which I would say too, if you wanted like uh, a, a cool Western show to watch, that watch would... The Mandalorian because it just feels like a Western. It really just, the only difference is they're wearing helmets, not cowboy hats. That's it.
0: Now, we're going to be wrapping this up in okay. a little bit, but I want to ask both of you this. If I said, okay, I'm a, I am ai own a movie studio. I want you guys to give me a a movie, a Star Trek movie. Uh, uh, Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Sorry about that. Star All Wars movie. I, I knew I was <laughs> going to say it once. A Star, star Wars movie. Can, could you guys come up with something that is out of the box a little bit, but that was still hold you know like using your main characters that you guys really like could could there be a movie made with like there's something that you would like to see that was to be said or could be said or should be said that hasn't been touched on could could you guys come up with a brainstorming something like a a script of some kind of, i said here you go here's x amount of money so like Give if, me a script, if me and guys.
2: Zach want to green light any Star Wars movie if that you want to... If you we were to I, write like something. like
0: characters, or I would like... This This is something that I saw in one of the, the movies. Yeah. Start... So we can't... You know, Wars we can't. movies. Would there be one thing, like you'd say, hey, this was a good little piece of a... Like, I saw this in one movie, and I said, wow. I'd love to have them expand on this that you both could agree on and say, there's a movie to be made just for that. Or would it have to bring in everything else, or could it be made on its own separately from all the rest that have been done? I think. I mean, is that a possibility, or am I out of? No. Or, or do you have to follow the? How dare you go out of line, or go out of? You know, what are you talking about here? You know.
1: Well, now that's kind of Disney's whole model. Is they're they're being successful in the idea of like. First of all,
0: that question makes sense because I yeah, no, you yeah. know what I'm saying. No, like, no, if no. I said, "Hey guys, here you go." Make your Star Wars. Give me a, give, make yeah. me your, you make, make me your Star Wars. Yeah. Now. What do you? Is there something that every every fan is like clamoring for? Well, they didn't follow through on this, or is it there's so many different factions that you couldn't get one that everybody would not that everybody would agree on any movie anyway. But is there one thing, or is there a couple of characters you'd like to, if you could, get characters mixed in, or however you'd want to do it. Like you say, wow, this guy would be so good working with her and. Yeah, character-wise, plot-wise, could that be done, or is that just? I th- I think it could be done because I, well, I I
1: think I mean the fan base is kind of polarized. There, right. there's there's a lot. You're of are always going to Nobody's going to agree never, on
0: everything. That I agree. But,
1: yeah, but for that's. the most part, people do agree on the Mandalorian. I think that that has all the different sides of the Star Wars universe really likes it because they're they're doing it smart. Um, but this, I, was a TV, this, this is, is a TV. This is a TV thing. thing. I think if me Does and it Michael lose
0: something watching. On TV, would it take away from obviously it's better to watch, the, yeah, maybe, and you know, and for you, especially? But, um,
1: I would say that before um,
0: the new trilogy,
1: before, um, especially before the rise of Skywalker and, um, The Last Jedi, I would say, I don't know if I want to see a Star Wars TV show, but now that they kind of broke the like. Again, we're talking about this for two hours, but Star Wars isn't as special as it used to be because you don't have to wait. You don't have to... like For for me, there yeah. was almost a solid decade from discovering Star Wars to then getting to see it in theaters. Right. So there was no anticipation. N- now, I think, you know, that there's a new thing all the time for Star Wars, which Disney, I think, needs to pump the brakes a little bit because they're kind of killing their... Right, there's their, too, too there's much. There's too is- much. But the Mandalorian proved to be... Those they've given it to such good directors and such good people mm. that they've made it interesting and good, and it's the most exciting thing Star Wars is doing right now. They're doing another thing I'm really, really excited about called Andor, which is it's it's gonna be another like military kind of um focused on the the early rebellion. So I think that should be really cool. Yeah, it
2: takes a character from Rogue One, uh, Diego Luna's character, and it's like his before Rogue One. So, and that's but, a
1: character that you you want to see some of their story because they're not
2: like a Han Solo or a Luke no. Skywalker. There, yeah, but yeah. He, he he's also like another almost introduction to character. He he in, in Rogue One when you first meet him. He has to kill another guy from the Rebellion. They're both part of the Rebellion, but he knows that he's going to get captured, and if he gets captured, he's going to give up secrets, and he just kills him. And it's just, like, he shows, he's, like, the... You you know, he he has a line where it's, like, some people the Rebellion just became real for. He's, like, I've been fighting the Rebellion my entire life. Uh He's, like... So when you see those, like, when they take, like, a character like that, and you see, like, they're real, like, how it would be if it was a real-life thing, almost as good. But there's a... A ton of things that I would say in Star Wars that I, I would love to see almost like a, the Clone Wars type show. I would love almost a movie in between two and three of the prequels to see like the actual war of the Clone Wars. I would love to see what 7, 8, and 9 should have been, which is Luke training a new you know, thing of Jedi, which that all. I know you didn't see the sequel trilogy, Dad, but that was right. That didn't happen, basically. That's not how it went. Yeah, it's. I would love to see almost now at Episode Nine being the ending. Ray is is training a new crop of Jedi and how that goes. I, I think if we
1: can't, let's say we can't mess with what exists. Yeah, so like, we have I can't, to play within the right, world. I can't undo I say, the sequel. Right, so I'm yeah. saying
0: okay. So I, I'm going to give you that. You're you giving us our rent money, rent some, but I what I want is from each one of you, one person, one actor or actress, you'd want to be in it, and we'll end it like if you're oh. going to do. I'm going to say, guys, here's your script. You could pick actress or actress. Who who would you want to see? Who do you think would be good, or would fit in the Star Wars, or, or just be somebody you'd want to see in, in in that film? That would be a perfect Star Wars character. I okay
1: the movie that i would like to see um and i think and mike jump in at any point but i think that me and mike both like the war part of star wars the war movie so i think it would have to be focused the only problem with the clone wars is you'd have to have the same actor but i'd like to see yeah
2: it would be very tough i'd like to
1: see more people not just computer people real people in scenes right um
0: but somebody that would enhance the movie. It doesn't I, have
2: to be the star. It, it, it could be but somebody I, I that I have mine in, in mind. I'm interested in, in who you'd be. Uh, okay, so
1: I think my movie would be you set it during the. It's happening during the time of the main trilogy, either okay. just before or during it. Okay. It's the Star War is happening. The, the, Galactic, star, right. the Galactic Civil War, as it's called, is happening. And you follow, let's say, an Imperial officer a guy who thinks that he's doing the right thing, thinks that he's restoring order or whatever to the galaxy because he comes from a place that wasn't really good, and now it's getting better. Like but far, far away? Far, far away, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then is kind of exposed to some of the stuff that goes on, becomes disillusioned, and maybe joins the rebellion. It's something that Star Wars has played with, but we haven't seen it in the the, the large screen. Like full a, right. a full-fleshed-out thing. And I think... The actor that I'd be interested... I'm really liking... uh, Well, actually, Matt Smith might be too... Too old now for that because I don't want a big actor. You don't like you don't want right. to have like a big big person for the movie. Oh, I have
2: my I, I almost have like the opposite. Well, of you that. could do my it. movie like would be different. Like I'm not I'm not talking about like my Star Wars movie at this point. The actor that I would bring in, and I know it almost sounds like I would bring Keanu Reeves into Star Wars only because not for his star power, not because I know we have got tons you. of podcasts about how much we love him. Right. I just think. If he were to play a Jedi, and almost, like, not a... It doesn't have to be a Darth Vader type thing. He doesn't have to... But if he were a Jedi who had to, like... He really had a movie focused on, like, he's been a Jedi for all of his life. Almost almost like what you're thinking. Like, like a reverse of what Zack was saying. Okay, an Imperial officer sees how bad the Empire is. Turns good. Starts with the Rebellion. Right. I'm like, this dude's a Jedi. But what we've seen from the prequels and from other things is that the Jedi aren't always the best, most capable people to handle situations. Right. And even though they stand for the side of good, sometimes the Jedi just are involved in things they shouldn't be involved in. They're peacekeepers are not to meant to be war generals and negotiators and all this. So I would almost love like a thing of Keanu Reeves because I could see him in the robes, I could see him doing the meditation, I could see him doing Oh yes, yes, but yes. then he has like a fall from grace and he becomes like a, a, a Sith lord. That would be an interesting. So he would go from good to, good to, bad to evil. evil. Because he he realizes what a lot of uh, the problem in the movies is is that the, the Jedi aren't always the best. We shouldn't right. be in leading in these wars that and we're I doing. And I think that's good because but he's not a Sith either. I don't want no, that No, to... I, I, But you know what? He wouldn't go over the top with his evilness. No. You know what I mean? He could be... He would be what they wanted Ben Solo to be in this new movie, Kylo Ren. He, the, good, the the bad guy who becomes good at the end could... because he's never fully evil. But yeah. I could see Keanu Reeves being a good guy who like kind of sees the, the failures well, in the Jedi, but not going to turn Sith but wants to walk his own path of like as a nomad right. with these force abilities.
1: I, I think that that's a great idea. and he, I think he could even do the character from I think it's Rebels that's blind. I can't remember. Caden? Caden, yeah. I I, just, I mean but he's
2: just There is a character he he's a he's a Jedi. He it, he has his sight. He helps lead the rebellion to right. start, but then he gets literally lightsaber across his eyes. He loses his eyesight and then from there elevates to just such a a better like you know a zen fight. place yeah like right. he becomes uh, he during his story the, the the Jedi fall before he become a Jedi Knight or a master so he becomes almost like a Jedi Knight and like finishes his training by himself because of his loss of sight he has to use that to you know yeah I he have can my be a good Caden
0: you do have your because everybody's waiting
1: with baited death uh, yes. Josh O'Connor from um the crown he plays Prince Charles the older Prince Charles the older Prince Charles, Prince Charles in the newest season, he's Prince Charles in the Crown, and
2: he would be your imperial fall from. He, He'd be the guy that would like. He, well, for the of podcast, pathetic. Yeah, you did. You showed a, a, a photo for us, and he he definitely looks like your typical like imperial imperial officer. Okay. So, yeah, I think that that, yeah. would, be, that those would be that would be my listening on the yeah, radio. For, yeah, yeah, those, think yes. of a at home. yeah. Red hole. Yeah. Just, Put on the just crown. IMDb
1: Josh <laughs> O'Connell. Right. And then that will tell you everything about how boring my Star Wars movie would be. <laughs> Tall, paced, guy. It's an episode of The Crown in space. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That, that would the, be... Not boring. a lightsaber anywhere near this thing. <laughs> no, Little doubts and want <laughs> Zach,
2: I want your 12 Angry Men version of the Star Wars board meeting thing that just the Imperials are having. They're arguing over the, eth- the, oh, the, I, yeah, I, the ethicalness I, of using the Death Star. Yeah, and it's just a two-hour debate movie. Trust me, I've written that. I've written stories of, like...
1: The Imperials investigating the existence of, like, a rebel cell and, like, them having to... Like, it's a crime-solving thing on uh, another planet, like... But that's why like Star, Star Wars occupying works.
2: forces, yeah. That's why Star Wars works, because you could do a war movie, you could do a crime movie, you could do a heist movie, and it's just... It works because you already have the, the, the universe set up. You just have to... It's just that in, you know, place.
1: And as we kind of wrap things up, I think that's where Star Wars needs to go.
2: Stop do dealing like,
1: with the big thing, because they, they've run out of ideas leave,
2: that. leave the Skywalker saga, as you're calling it, alone, episodes one through nine like leave that okay anakin and then luke exist and reg and leia and they uh, stop taking their characters and undermining what they've done and changing their stories and what's happened with the han solo movie and all that leave those established characters alone because you have a galaxy's worth of stories that you could go from any number they have different eras you can go any different. leave the skywalkers alone yeah and then just do your own almost i don't know 80 percent of the people in this town
1: to to think that people in a galaxy bump into each other that
2: much is crazy. Yeah. So like like every character shouldn't know each other yeah. in in a galaxy far far away with yes, hundreds right. of thousands of planets and different alien species everybody shouldn't always know each other. Yeah. So if
0: we were going to and we will and, and this is going to be right to the end here if we were going to like name this podcast should we name the podcast Leave the Skywalkers alone. Would that be where we want to go with this? Or I, I think it should be. We should do full Star Wars. It should be uh, like our our May the
1: Fourth. Be, with, the you Force be with you. So yes, it's leave, drop the the leave, the leave the, leave the, the Skywalkers alone. I think that's should be the Skywalkers alone. As
2: we kind of mentioned before, the, the, the past is prime segment. The movies are almost past their prime. Keep with the Disney Plus for right now. That's that's working. Just stop with the episodic chapters. It's not It's not going it's not. Disney.
1: Yeah. No one wants to see Young Han Solo. It
2: could have worked out, but you did it wrong. The movies are out there now. I can't change what's out there, so just leave it alone. Exactly. <laughs> so to
0: end this, I'm Gonna say uh, we're gonna do obviously more podcasts every week, but in a couple of weeks, I want like a first rough draft of a. Uh- Don't worry, Dad. I have it right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Well, thanks for listening. You guys are uh, just Be- unbelievable. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you. Before Zach, we go, please. I just
1: want to say we're we're getting a lot more traction. We yes. got we got some listeners. And we're, we're signal boost now by the power couple of Matt and Susie. Um, uh, Dad, Matt loves all your picks. And thinks that you're doing some some good work. So we Thank got you. we've Thank got listeners. And Susie's like a social media influencer. So we're gonna get Oh, that's what we if need. she's
0: behind us, we're good. So I, I think just, she's influenced me out and just wants you to run it from now on. But no, that's no. great. Hey, and what we're gonna do at the the end of every podcast is start naming all our listeners. Listen, so, it won't take that long. <laughs> it
2: won't take that long. All We've we love you. We love you. All if you if you there. got through an, an almost over 2 hour uh, podcast on Star Wars then you know, oh, what? You know oh, what? what? you deserve if a you shout are, out anyway. You get the medal.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> you get the medal. You get the medal. So thanks for uh tuning in and uh we'll be back uh Soon, to, very soon, to discuss uh,
2: the the draft and how it shook out. That's and, right, we will do that. But that will uh, be the post. I, I will be equally <laughs> as talk talkative. Yes, <laughs> uh, that got all his picks down. Yeah, that'll his
0: be first the post draft. Cheese. Didn't go as well as he thought. So yeah. uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks.